Hello, and welcome to episode 69 of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza, with me forever and always. The man, the myth, the mudblood, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Disgusting. <laughs> Just eating in front of the microphone. Despise you. You look like Bugs Bunny. He's got carrots, Sorry, I folks. I really wanted to give you a nice, when you said episode 69, but I yep. couldn't say it through the carrot in my mouth. Yeah, I, I had a feeling. I knew what was going on there. On this week's episode, we discuss uh, our must-watch Christmas episode, our much-watch Christmas movies, the early reviews of Aquaman and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and our top movies of the 2010s. 2010s? 20 teens? Twenty ten and teens? Yes, from 2010 to 2018. All right, that works. All before diving into our flick of the week, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. But first, Al, what are we drinking? Sorry, I'm still chewing. Uh, we're drinking Stone Tangerine Express IPA. Tangerine. <laughs> Sorry, I've done this to you more than once. I apologize. That's right. We had the other tangerine one. So, oh, I kind of forgot about that. Does your podcast include music? Yes. <laughs> Gonna have to check that box. So, this is an India Pale Ale with tangerine and pineapple. It has 6.7% alcohol by volume. This is a standard 12 fluid ounces. Unfortunately, we could not secure it in pints. It does not come in pints. Uh, so, as with most or probably all stone beers, we got a little story. Love their stories. Stone, stone Tangerine Express IPA. A tropical IPA with tangerine and pineapple. Imagine the tropical haze of a lazy afternoon into evening. Your official duties for the day have begun to maybe take a hike to a secluded <laughs> waterfall. Yeah, sorry, that was really awkwardly phrased. <laughs> Al does words good. I, I, I don't think it's my fault. I think it's the phrasing of this. Uh, your official duties for the day have been to maybe take a hike to a secluded waterfall, perhaps grill something, definitely chill with plenty of sand between your toes, and crack a phenomenal beer to complete the experience. Check, check, check again, and check. That's certainly Welcome. not how my day went, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our vacation transportation express. This ain't no just add juice approach. This one is for adults. We use bountiful whole tangerine puree, which brings pithy, crisp bitterness to the citrus flavor. In addition to the complexities of the tangerine, the likes of which you can only get by using the whole fruit, we judiciously employ just a hint of whole pineapple for a back note. You'd likely not even pick it out of the mix if we didn't tell you it was there. We're not looking for a sweet concoction to appease the I want my beer to taste like fruit juice crowd. This is stone. <laughs> we like our IPAs to taste like IPAs. Big, bold, and not for kids. I like that. Cheers. Let's give the sucker a taste. Hopefully it doesn't taste like carrots. Mm. I can see how that would be an issue for you. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I like that. That's in my wheelhouse. That's tasty. Uh, I have mixed feelings that, wow, you're not kidding. There's a lot of sediment. Yeah, it's, it's very cloudy <laughs> in there. There's, <laughs> there's things the, in the, the beer. Is, it's not just cloudy. There is a very distinct and discreet bits of sediment floating. Okay. Do you the entire... remember Ninja Turtles 2? Secret of the Use? No, do not. Uh, well, for the fans, <laughs> Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Use, the scientist Dr. Dude makes a drink and it looks disgusting. That's kind of what we're dealing with here. It's either that or it's the episode of Friends where Ross drinks the fat. I'm not sure <laughs> if you're familiar with that episode. No, I'm not really a big fan. That is also what it looks like. It's a... Friends. Despite what it looks like, it is—it's quite tasty. 
It's very tasty. I'm getting more of the tartness of the tangerine than the flavor itself. I'm going to request that you say t you you add some syllables to tangerine every time. The tart the tartness of the tangerine. See, um, I can't do it every time. It would be way too much. Uh, <laughs> How often um, do you need to say tangerine that you can't do it every time? <laughs> I will endeavor to not say the word tangerine anymore during the rest of our episodes. <laughs> what? And that's when we lost all of our listeners. <laughs> um, more so than I taste the flavor of it. Mm. Um, the tartness of the tangerine. And I already broke my promise and did it again. Um, <laughs> but I don't really taste, like, the flavor itself, per se. Like, it doesn't, like, doesn't I taste. taste I'm, getting, like, I'm getting, like, the orange, like, as I said, the pithy, like, the that, yeah. like, you know, bit of, like, the undercarriage. Like, I'm getting the... Did you just say the, the undercarriage? <laughs> yeah, from underneath the actual... Um, Whatever, between, like, man. Between, <laughs> between the, the flesh of the fruit itself and the peel, that little bit of like the white colored, like the. the oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the pith, but <laughs> was, I just thought the phrasing was off. Lana! <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm getting the citrusy acidity and the tartness of the fruit whose name I will no longer say, <laughs> if not the it flavor not itself. But the thing is, as they were saying, you may not notice the pineapple, and I don't notice the pineapple, hmm. except the sweetness. I notice the aroma of the pineapple. Yeah, you know what? I when I took the first sip, it reminded me of a habanero beer that I had, but it was habanero pineapple, mm. and I wonder if okay. that's where that that through line is. It's interesting, but it's I I'm I'm enjoying this one. I'm no, bad. it's tasty. Um, it's interesting because it's got that tartness and the bitterness of the IPA, mm -hmm. which is just walking the line to the point where it might be burdensome, but it's not quite there. Yeah. Um, so, it's yeah, bad. I enjoy this. I don't know if I would want to drink a bunch of them. I would drink maybe one or two. No, this these types of beers, I'm I'm good for one. Or yeah. or multiple of different styles, like in the same range, but like not the same exact beer. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I definitely get the pineapple on the nose. That's the first thing I did before. Yeah. Like you were sipping, I was, I was smelling. I was like, oh yeah, there's definitely pineapple in there. But as I sip it, I don't taste it on the pilot on the pilot, on the palate at all. <laughs> what about the undercarriage? Do you taste that? The undercarriage of the peel of the <laughs> fruit that I will not name that I almost just said. Uh, yes, I did. All right, nice, good choice. Thanks for this in the care package. I appreciate it. Our first topic. Uh, wait, did you wait? So this is a yes. This is a wood drink again. This is a wood drink again. Yeah. Okay. You've got my vote. Um, my binary vote. <laughs> we're we're on board with this one. Our first topic here. Um, the reason why I stumbled in the intro is because in my notes I wrote it wrong. <laughs> if you take a look at the intro, Al, you will notice that it says we discuss our most watched Christmas episodes, not the word that I was. <laughs> Trying to the most it. watched Christmas movie. Christmas movies. That's the one. And we were talking about this a few a few of us recently. The other like the other day, like oh, like what are the ones like you, like your favorite like top three like can't miss like Christmas movies. Yeah. And I have two. Okay. That are like my co favorite movies because like I, they're my co favorites because they're completely different. Okay. One's like a strict comedy. The other one is a Christmas movie. Mm, I like it. Like I one like of it. the like it's like it's like it's you know spoiler it's Christmas Vacation. The other one is like a like, true blue Christmas movie. Okay. Um, but then I don't really have, like, 
one third movie that's like, oh yeah, that's like the one that rounds it out. Like I have a bunch mm. of other ones like, oh, I like that one. Like, oh, that one's okay. Or I really like this part of that one. But so what are, what are the ones that you want to be seeing every year? Christmas well, my, vacation. My, my two are Christmas vacation, uh, which I usually see probably three times in its full runtime during the Christmas season every year. Nice. Okay. Um, and the other one is white Christmas. Okay. Nice. I didn't see that one coming. That's, that's I'm a, a good call. Big White Christmas fan. Big, big, uh, uh, big Crosby fan. Yeah. Um, and there's some synergy to this because there's a reference to that. Is my one of my favorite lines, if not my favorite line of all, in Christmas Vacation, when everything's gone completely to shit, and Clark says, "We're gonna have the hap hap happiest Christmas since Big Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K." <laughs> <laughs> I was, we were listening to, Christmas music was on the car the other day, and I don't know why this crossed my mind, but you know in hip-hop, when they feel the need to tell you their name in their song as if you've forgotten, <laughs> I was just wondering how amazing it would be if somebody could cut Bing Crosby saying his name <laughs> within his songs, and I feel like, I feel like that might make the best modern Christmas album of all time. <laughs> just take all the old school guys. Right, and have okay. them do that, and like cut, that, cut um, that in. Oh, <laughs> that album would be a treat. That would be um, Bing Crosby. <laughs> like just, <laughs> just like throw it in the beginning. If you're gonna do it, it can't just be him saying Bing Crosby. You gotta auto tune it. You gotta get all those like mm-hmm. fucking like the like the like the sirens in there, like everything. <laughs> and then it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's just right into him singing White Christmas. Johnny Mathis. Bing Crosby, <laughs> let's get this Christmas started. <laughs> it would be amazing. I, if I knew what I was doing with audio, as you can tell by this episode and these shows, I do not. If I knew what I was doing with audio, I would make this happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to consult with some friends that know what they're doing <laughs> and see if we can um, get this done. I, I have a guy. All right, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> let's even get the Flicks and a Six Christmas album made. <laughs> the thing is, not only do I have a guy, the guy. It's friend of the podcast, Caleb. Um, would totally be on board for the whole idea of this thing. Excellent, excellent. We we, we need to turn this dream into a reality. <laughs> so those are those are some good picks there. I would for me, it is Jingle All the Way is the one that I see a lot. I love I love. Jingle I know you all love that movie. I've never actually seen it. And while I don't really, um, there's no like real Christmas like Christmas spirit movie that I'm super into like like your white christmas or like miracle on 34th street or anything like that um but home alone i need to see one or two every year i don't really care which one just i mean i do two. always see both of them mm-hmm. i just don't put it tomorrow when i was like oh i know i'll get around to it like whereas like like the other two is like no no i have to make sure i sit down and watch white christmas i have to make sure i sit down and watch christmas vacation right you know, I, I I hear you. They, for for me, that's uh, that's J- Jingle All the Way is the one I really want to see every year, and and it's I, like I said with Home Alone, it's either one. But the other movie that I really do try to see, and I've mentioned this before on the show, is uh, Just Friends, and it's not it's just a movie during Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie, but it is one of my all time favorite comedies, and it just now, fits you the know what so it's well. a Christmas movie. I don't know when it came out, but if the whole movie takes place during Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. I'll die hard is what you're getting at. Die Hard and Lethal Weapon, like right. as we discussed a few weeks we, ago. Yeah, we we were talking about doing something like that, but like those two movies or something for Christmas. I don't think we, 
I don't know if we if we committed that. to that, but we 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 decided when I brought it up to your yeah. attention that it gets the diehard treatment. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I agree because with the that. whole if the it's not a it's not a Christmas movie if Christmas happens during the movie. It's a Christmas movie if the entirety of the events happen on or leading up to Christmas. Yeah, and both of those count. And if that's the case, I've never seen Just Friends. But if it's the same thing with that, then I'm saying it right now. That's a Christmas movie. I don't want to hear it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I don't care if it came out on July. In July. If it, on July. On, well, say like on July 4th. I don't know, I why. know I was going to pick a specific date, but I don't care if it, ha- if it took, came out during July or June or September. If it's if the whole movie takes place, if the movie cannot happen as is without Christmas being a part of it, then it's a Christmas movie. I want to make, I want to compile a list of movies that by this standard are Christmas movies, but in no other way are. I think we can. I'm sure that list already exists. Yeah, I'm sure because I'm but, sure other people have this this debate. The Lethal Weapon one um, was one that like it was just a complete accident I came up with. I'm sure someone else has done it on, on yeah. the internet. I've never looked into it, but I'm sure someone else has brought the same thing up. Yeah, everybody's talking about Die Hard, and you're just like, um, Who's for, why I've are you guys forgetting Lethal Weapon? <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna. I've been actually thinking about that movie a lot lately. I need to rewatch that, and we've talked about this. That may be the one that we get. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll get Kim on that episode. She's not certain she wants to talk about a comedy, but uh, we should. No, she get, wants we to do the do other one, episode. right? Which one? Um, was it a Ryan Gosling movie? Oh yes, yes, yeah. I Which I keep forgetting the name of. That eventually I'll look into watching so that we can do it with her. Yeah. I think it was. I think it's called. Is it? I feel like there's two. I, they're in the garage. I have to find them. No, there's one. One in particular, and I think it's. It's a one-word title. It's like stay or something. I thought that's what it was, yeah. but I wasn't sure if I was confusing it with something else. I think that might be it. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have to do that one. Awesome. Anyway, so those are those are some of our favorite. Um, I also like the classics, like the like Rudolph, like just the claymation ones. I do always well, Burl Lives action. Oh, like, Burl Lives can be on our CD. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, Must um, be. Yeah, I I do. T- I was just thinking about that as I was like going fast, and we were kind of going back and forth here. I was like. I mean, I do end up always sitting down to watch um, Rudolph specifically. Um, mm. So even though I don't necessarily regard it the same way, I do always end up seeing it. Whereas some of the other ones I don't care for as much. I do like Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Okay. But I don't view it as essential. Like, I do uh, like genuinely like that one, like probably even better than Rudolph. But I don't always end up getting to it. You know what about Frosty? I see that because well, I was having this. I kicked it back. And I was talking about it with like my, my my brother and like my mom and dad, and I was like, "What?" Because we, we it had been like later in the night after I was talking about that with some friends, and I was like, I, "I'm not like huge on Frosty." Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the hugest Frosty fan. I think if you go back and watch it though, it's the darkest of the Christmas. That's what movies. it is for me. It's, it's kind of depressing. I understand it has like a a happy ending. But it's kind of dark and depressing throughout this run. Does he melt at the end? Yeah, but then he gets like unmelted again. Yeah. So is he Jesus? So here's the thing. It the, the thing that that I think that always creeps me out about that movie is when he comes to life, he says "Happy Birthday" in this really weird way, and it always took me out of the experience where I was like, "That's odd." <laughs> so when he melts, he is dying, <laughs> and right, then he's yes. coming. He's reborn. It's very weird. If, yeah, you, if you put that lens on it, I know it's for kids, but if you watch that as an adult, 
It's not comfortable. <laughs> it's a, Santa it's a brings weird him back to life, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's that's a strange one. So Santa's God? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know who's who in this situation. But the movie's weird. It's a dark one. Because like I'm not as I'm not as big of a fan of uh, Year Without a Santa Claus. I don't fully remember that one. That one's kind of bland. To, that one's kind of bland to me. I would just like, if I was feeling it, I would like clip up the scenes with like the heat miser and the the, the snow miser or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Those guys are entertaining, but the rest of the movie I could take or leave. That's the one that that's from. Those guys yeah. are creepy as hell. A little bit. Is that the one with Burgermeister Meisterberger? No, that's Santa Claus coming town. Oh, okay. That's the one I like. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a that's a fun one. That's a fun one to say. Sweet. Yes, yes, the Burgermeister Meisterberger. I want to know, like, I want to know what on other people's like top Christmas movie list. Like, there's definitely like one that somebody will say, and I'll be like, oh yes. And it's not Elf. I love like, Elf. I, I, I yelled. I got yelled at for not including Elf. It's like I really like Elf, but I just it's like it's another one where it's like like Home Alone where like, I know I'm gonna see it. Yep. Like I don't like have to be like no no I have to send it. like I'll see it like it's like I enjoy the movie it's good it's fun it's funny um, but I don't view it the same as like I've seen Christmas Vacation so many times mm-hmm. um, that I like I know a good ninety percent of the lines right and I love them um, but I like I'm just always gonna sit down and watch it because I just love that movie so much mm-hmm. White Christmas also excellent great I know a lot of the lines but not the same way different movie different experience entirely. Um, but that one you won't always like see per se. Like it's not just going to be on TV. Like so, I will find a way to sit down and watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, a couple of ones I've watched so far this year: uh, Santa Claus Two, because I saw the I, I rewatched the first one last year. See, those movies kind of depress me a little too. They're, it's a little weird. They're weird. Um, and then Love Actually, which I'm not sure if you've seen that, but it's a fantastic movie. No, I've never seen that one. It's very, it's it's very good. It's a lot of fun. It's very heartwarming. Uh, Guys, but, in case you haven't been able to tell, like I've not really been big on having successful relationships. So a lot of these <laughs> movies that Anthony, Anthony's bringing up that end up being the ones that you watch with your significant other, I haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. That's, you can you can watch them. They'll be good. I'll, I'll watch I them. Can, with you. I'm just not necessarily super motivated to <laughs> <laughs> understood. <laughs> All right. So those are our Christmas movies. I, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm curious. I want to hear what other people's tops are. Um, the other, the next thing I have on this list here is the early reviews of Aquaman and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, you were really surprised when I sent you that thing about Aquaman. You sent me that thing, and I still refuse to believe you. <laughs> like, and I've seen it on multiple outlets. How, like, I'm almost offended that it could be good <laughs> because I just don't believe it. And I'm happy. I I will totally admit if I'm wrong. But that would require me going to see it. It's funny that you we've like completely like you were the one who was dragging me along yeah. with this to like stay on board. And like I'm as actually on board to go see this one. And you're like, nope, fuck it, I'm done. Like it because it like you you feel personally betrayed, and I can't yeah. blame you for feeling that way. Because like you held out hope for so long and it just keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. The thing is, <laughs> if I go and see this movie and it is a disaster, shame on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that was how I felt about Wonder Woman, and then it ended up being actually good. Yeah, but how they're they're saying a lot of things about this movie that are making me uncomfortable, such as better than Black Panther or up there with Black Panther, and I just don't believe you. <laughs> well, what surprised me first was better than Wonder Woman. I was like, oh wow, that's pretty high praise because Wonder Woman's the only good one that's actually good they that they've made. It's because I didn't set everything on fire at the end; it was just all wet. 
Yeah. They put out the fire with too <laughs> right. much water. That, that's what that's what the end of the movie is. It's actually them turn, like putting that fire out. <laughs> Big wave. <laughs> it comes over and they're like, we gotta we just gotta stop this nonsense. <laughs> um but yeah, no, seeing that it was tied with Black Panther and that at least in that one person was in Umberto Gonzalez. Yeah, it was uh, more than that. That's and see that's the thing that really that that struck me is I have actually seen well, and here's the thing that bothers me, where I'm fairly certain that there's one person doing movie reviews <laughs> and other people are just copying them because I'm hearing this basically the same quotes. Oh, okay. But um which also makes me wonder, is this just a press thing <laughs> where where they just they just pipe this out there? But uh, we'll. Well, oh. I, I will tell you that he released his video like moments after the embargo lifted. Okay. Um, because it's funny because we were, I was having that conversation with my brother who he's always been a big Robin Hood fan. He has one of his tattoos is a, is a quote from I think the one of the Robin Hood shows. I think is the one that um, I can't think of the actor's name. It's the guy who played Thorin in the Hobbit movies. Okay. Is in and. Uh, there's a quote from that show, I think, that, that is one of his tattoos. So he's always been a really big Robin Hood fan and was super excited to see this movie. And I was like, I saw, I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I haven't seen any from, he's like, oh, I'm going to see it. it is, we were, me and him were talking last Tuesday and he asked me to go see it with him Wednesday. I was like, oh, like I'm already going to go see Fantastic Beasts. Like me and Anthony are doing it for the show. A few of my friends want to go see it. I was like, wait, that comes out? I was like, did it already come out? Or is it, he's like, no, it's coming out tomorrow. I was like, that movie's going to be trash. And he's like, well, how do you know? I was like, because I have not seen one single reference mm. to a review. And he's like, well, how does that mean it's going to be trash? I was like, so here's the thing. It was like, in the industry, me and Anthony have discovered this since we started the show. Um, it's like, they put the embargo the closest it can be right up into the release to keep bad reviews from like permeating before everyone gets a chance to go see the movie. <laughs> yep. um, I was like, so let's just do a little experiment here. I was like, and then it's like we had that conversation and an hour later I finally saw a review come out. I was like, oh, the embargo lifted. I was like, let's take a look. And it was the IGN one and I was like, they gave it a 4.5. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh that hurts. <laughs> um, and then this, by the same token, like the Aquaman, it, it, Aquaman movie still hasn't come out yet as of the time we're recording. I guess tonight maybe they might have been doing like the premieres. Uh, I think so. I think it comes out tomorrow probably. Yeah. Um, and that, that video I sent you was what, Monday? Or Sunday or something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you're gonna see it? Um, well, not. I, I mean, I'll probably see it, but if you're not, if you don't want to do it for the show, well, I'm here's not the thing. Like, if you can go in and assure me that it is worth my time, I will go. That see seems it. like but cheating. If, I swear to God, if you good time me, I will beat you. Not the same. <laughs> not the same. Not the same. Ugh. Ugh, I can't even. I can't wash that movie off. It's so gross. Like, what? <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, yeah. So uh, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to let me know how that one is and if it's worth my time. I'm. No, I'm not gonna rush to go see it if you don't want to do it for the show. I will. I will do it for the show. If you can convince me that it's worth my time. Uh, that feels like cheating. Mm. We've never done that. We haven't. But. <laughs> 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 then this movie is not going to make it on. <laughs> okay, it, you're, you're making the executive decision. I feel like we'll get a lot of listens. The thing, what's going to happen though, is my friends are going to be like, "Hey, do you want to go see this tonight?" And you're and go. it could be any movie, and I will say yes to that <laughs> because I like to go to the movies, except for this one. Uh, so I will do it begrudgingly. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So maybe it won't be next week's, but we'll do it soon. Maybe <laughs> I'll buy tickets to another movie and then sit in on that one instead. Oh, so you don't give them your money? I don't want to give them my money. Uh, I mean, that's fair. That's my. I think that's my biggest problem right now. Okay. I've done that. I've recently walked through stores and seen Justice League on just incredibly discounted prices. <laughs> and I pick it up for a second just because I'm, uh, I like to complete the sets of movies that I have. Yeah. But I really shouldn't. I want to because it can be. Is this like the set. first time like, you're going like, to consider like, shoplifting or? No, no, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. I just, it's the first, I might, I don't know if it means do I just throw the other movies I have away? Like, how do I, how do I solve this problem? <laughs> this, this second never going to be complete. It can, it can only, it's one, it's one or the other. <laughs> if I can't have you all, then I can't have any of you. Right. And that's a shame for Wonder Woman, but I could live without all of the other ones. <laughs> ah, I'm so bitter. <laughs> it's, it's like the, like the damn undercarriage of this tangerine. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. How so many that, more news and nuggets do you have, Jerk? Well, there's one other thing is that while I don't believe the Sp- the Aquaman reviews, I do believe the oh, Spider-Man right, ones, and they are quite high. And I, I'm very much interested in that movie. Yes, I um, I want to see that. I really want to see Nick Miller's Spider-Man. <laughs> that's that. I think that's where this comes down to. <laughs> also, they've already announced the sequel. Really? Yeah. So. Or that they are planning on doing one. I don't know how it works. You know this that was, um, it's already successful, Lord, so I'm sure they'll make another one. This was Lord Miller, right? Directed it? Uh, I honestly don't know. I actually don't know too much about it other than I saw the trailer, and as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, I am sold on this. I think they did it, but I'm not 100% sure. That's cool, if that's the case. But that's the, that is the last news nugget I had just because I know this next segment that I had listed, which was from you, was going to take a while. So do you have other news nuggets before? Oh, we yeah. I had two other, like, littler ones. Littler? Littler. <laughs> I like that. What do you got? Smaller? I like I littler. No, no. Uh, uh, we're striking smaller from the record. It's littler. Please. Is it littler or littler? Littler. Would it be would it be Lil Bing Crosby or? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. This album is going to be amazing. I do appreciate the fact that... I mean, I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. I appreciate the fact that you glossed over the fact that I said CD before. Yeah, no, I you know, I let it go because it was if a- you're going to buy a Christmas album, it's going to be a CD. Vinyl. We got to go vinyl with this one. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if Kel can make a vinyl pressing. <laughs> we can make it happen. There's websites, I'm sure. You can get anything on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I just mean that he has the technology to do it as is. <laughs> and yes, that was a $6 million man, dollar man reference. <laughs> <laughs> mostly because <laughs> mostly because um, I was just I was seeing something the other day. Someone said, um, oh my god, I, I forgot how amazing the bomb diffusing scene from the first season of Archer was. Mm. M-, M as in Nancy. <laughs> so good. And it's like that whole first season, really the first like three seasons are so so incredible and like the fourth season is still great a lot of people didn't like the fifth I, it really grew on me hmm. i thought the sixth was nearly on par with like back with the original three again nice. and the seventh and eighth have been a little disappointing to me uh for different reasons because they did very for a while that's impressive there's one more season that's going to be oh, okay um i'm curious to see what they do with it hmm. but they've they had announced 
before this past season that they were doing two to finish it up. Gotcha. So there's one more that's going to be. Um, but no, that show, and especially the first two, three seasons, is so, so incredible. Um, but there's the scene where, I know it's past where you've seen, because I think you are early in season three that we get, we hit the wall on every time I would come watch yeah. with you. It's been probably a good eight months since we've been watching it. Um, <laughs> um, and I think it was the end of the second season um, where where uh, Archer gets kidnapped, or not kidnapped, he, he parachutes into Russia and gets captured by the Russians. And they send, they hire Barry to go save him. And it ends with the two of them running through like the streets of Moscow. Mm-hmm. And they, they're jumping from building to building, getting shot at by Russian uh, agents. <laughs> and they're hanging from um, like a catwalk thing. <laughs> they both jumped and Archer made the landing and he's hanging from it. And Barry grabbed Archer's boots and is hanging from his boots. And Archer didn't have socks on. So the boots are just slipping off. Oh my God. <laughs> And he's like, pull me up. And he's like, I can't. He goes, he's like, no, seriously, you can't leave me. Like, drop me again. Because there, there was a flashback to, like, the two of them got into a fight, like, years ago. Archer threw him off of a roof. And he, like, broke his leg really badly. <laughs> and has, like, steel plates, like, and, like or steel rod, like, holding his leg together. And he's like, no, so I swear to God, you can't do this to me again. He goes, Barry, this is happening. Just find, <laughs> try to find a nice, soft space to tuck and roll and drop onto. There's, like, this dumpster there. You can just drop right onto it. And he falls in the dumpster. He goes, wow, you really stuck that landing. He ends up getting captured by the Russians. But the injuries are really, really bad. And the Russians, like, scoop him up. And, like, they do surgery on him. And <laughs> the, the, there's the head of – I can't remember his name. Nikolai Jakov uh-huh. is, the, is the head of the KGB. And yep. his idiot assistant, who has some of the best one-liners in his very, like, like monotone, like, Russian, like, accent um, – He's talking into this microphone with a voice modulator. <laughs> and he said, what happened to this Barry Odom? And he goes, uh, you know, it, we, we, we upgraded him. We have the technology. Yeah. And they're doing an impression of the voice from the old school. I, I'm fairly <laughs> certain I saw that. Time. That was, yeah. <laughs> that show is very silly. I, I love that show so much. Um, but getting back into a couple of my news yeah. and notes and nuggets, um, I have an early incomplete review of the first season of Star Wars Resistance. Ooh. I have watched seven of the eight episodes that have aired. Okay. Uh, there are two more to complete the season after that, ten total. Um, and my review is that I have been fairly disappointed by it. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, and the, it really comes down to one thing. Um, I don't care what's going on. Mm. That's not um, the best. <laughs> it hasn't given me a reason to care yet, which I could be looking back with like t- like 2020 like hindsight like sure. But I feel like it didn't take this long for the for Clone Wars and Rebels to feel essential and this feels very no. inessential. Rebels, I think it took like maybe two or three episodes and yeah, I was like it locked was in. After, I think it was like starting in the third or fourth episode where Maybe like you didn't like you weren't all in on all the characters like as they were kind of ironing them out you know and like kind of the plot and the tone because all of them start off feeling very childish and, and they are there are animated shows that are airing on Disney that are meant for children but it's meant for everyone who is a Star Wars fan but it's targeted towards children more so it's always going to trend that way but the other ones over the run of their show um, they do end up finding the balance 
and they typically do trend slightly darker during the course of the show. Right. Once you kind of get into it all. So I already knew that going in and put yeah. that to the side. Knew that was going to be the case, even though uh, I think they even struggled with getting that on. Like, I feel like they, that they should have been kind of ironing out that lead in time each time they've gone into it. Cause sure. it's all the same people involved with it. Dave Filoni has been involved with all three of the shows. Hmm. Uh, and he was the showrunner for the last one and this one as well. Um, but outside of the fact that they've had Poe Dameron and BB-8 in it, um, and Poe's really been in two episodes substantially. BB-8's been in all of them, but you know, he, he is a droid who doesn't actually speak. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just don't, it, I, I figured it would be harder introducing a whole new set of characters that we don't know where they fit in yet, where that might be something that hold back off. So I'm not really upset with that part of it yet. Um, but then I figured the trade-off would be the plot would immediately, you'd be like, oh, okay, this is why I'm supposed to care about this. Right. And that's not been the case. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Um, and I, I so when I, when I realized that, I was like, oh, okay, man, this is like kind of, eh, so far, I was like, it must be like a 14 or a 20 episode for a season, maybe like they're just taking their time to get there. And I saw that there's only ten episodes total. I was like, "Oof, man, this whole first season's gonna have gone by and nothing." Ah, uh, that's that's really that sucks. I, I wonder if anything big will happen in the final episode. But if so, that's not really that great. That's more. That's what I'm saying. Dead. So unless it really picks up in the final three, and it yeah. really I haven't seen one. The last one that aired this is like was I forget if it's Sunday or Monday nights if it's on. Um, yeah, if, if it doesn't start picking up real quick, like I just don't. Like, like, that's not that none of the episodes haven't been any good. Like, they've been, like, entertaining. Like, there's been some stuff that's been cool, like, stuff that's interesting. Um, but I, it, it's a little less serialized, I guess, so far than, like, Rebels was, where it's, like, okay. even if there were standalone episodes, like, you kind of got where it was all adding up to, like, the storyline. Like, there's been some through line that's obviously gone through, Um but I don't feel like there's been any actual progression. Like the, the, the whole central concept at the start of it is there's this kid who ends up getting kind of tangled up in in resistance affairs. And Poe takes this kid under his under his wing and says, hey, you're exactly what we need. No one will ever see you coming. You can spy, be my eyes and ears in this area that we think is super important for our fight against the First Order. And he send, sends him to this like kind of like space station where it's like people kind of meet in between like long journeys. Um, so there's some like some merchants there. There's okay. you know, it's a refueling platform type of thing. Yeah. He said, I think the first order is going to try and seize this platform. You're going to be my eyes and ears report back on any first order activity. There's been nothing of substance that has happened with that storyline. Hmm. Like there's been a couple times where the first order have been on the platform, uh, including once, um, what's her name? Uh, Phasma. Um, but there's like still nothing that's gone on with that at all. I'm gonna be very interested for you to check back in when you're done. Yeah. And here, here where it goes. I actually, uh, just before we started recording, I finished, I finished the, uh, the season of The Punisher. Oh, nice. And I very, very much enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was the strongest that I've seen so far. Really, even over like the first two seasons of Daredevil. Yes. And okay. the reason I say, I, I think it depends on. It, it really depends on the mood that I'm in. Okay. I think cinematically it's the best one so far the storytelling i think was excellent daredevil was a great dark superhero story this was a great like it, honestly it's almost as if they forgot until the third to last episode that they should probably spray paint the skull on his 
<laughs> on his chest. Like, and I, I, I was okay with that. Like, yeah, the the characters were interesting. The relationships were interesting. The like, I'm not a fan of gore, but I, as a mechanic in this show, I think it w- it worked really well. Well, it does get in very much to who he is. Yeah. Um, it was well done. It got, but you're right. Like, well, I mean, I was just talking about like gunfight stuff like that, like that sort of like gore. I'm kind of indifferent. Mm-hmm. I don't like gratuitous like torture gore yeah. or or like horror movies. Like, although I do, I am a fan of the Saw movies. I do have to kind of look away occasionally. But like me and my brother were talking about um, Jeepers Creepers, like that sort of thing. I'm like not in for. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I was good with all of it in the first season of The Punisher up until the very end, and we won't spoil it. Like, yeah, the final no, fight it gets it gets gross. The, yeah, that got that got gross. Where I was like, okay, like uh, you've done that thing like three or four times now. Like I, I'm kind of done with it. I think yeah. you get the message too. And then it gets worse. The uh, <laughs> the only thing yeah. I would note as this is my PSA if you if you haven't watched it yet is the second to last episode is the climb is the is the better climax of the show so if you are watching it night by night or if you're like watching a few episodes at a time don't hold off for the last episode to watch standalone watch the last two episodes together that's the uh that's the only thing i would add yeah i mean i watched it a year ago um but that feels right yeah i kind of forget the exact timeline of how it all ended up but that sounds right the all all of the chaotic craziness happens in the second to last episode, and it's the the final episode is just like the bow. Yeah, but which is kind of actually been often the trend of these shows. Yeah, it's very Game of Thrones esque. But yeah. the uh, actually, I, mean, I guess not all of them, but um, definitely was the case with the third season of Daredevil. Okay, cool. I'm I'm very excited to get into that one now. So, what's your other news nugget? Um, so my other one was just, just a little beer talk. Oh. Um, me and Dominic bottled up the holiday yes. spiced red ale. Oh, today, so excited. Today. Um, and I thought it was very tasty. Dominic seemed unimpressed. Oh, what a jerk. Yeah. Uh, now I think I you should wonder, disown him. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder whether, because this is the first time that he's been involved in the creation process of the recipe. Whether or not it might have been that he was he was envisioning one thing and this wasn't that. Yeah, that's that's possible. Uh, it's possible. I'm not sure because um, I don't know. Like he he gave me kind of broad strokes of what he wanted, and then I did my best to recreate it. Yeah, and I don't know if he has the language or I have the skill to match that up yet. Gotcha. Um, like I know. When I'm picturing something, I know how to communicate that. If I need help from someone who knows better than me, how to achieve a certain thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that he does per se, or that I have the ability to take that information and make it myself. Because um, this came out more or less how I expected it to. Okay. Um, and I liked it a lot. And, and now the other thing that you have to understand is, you know, we just tasted a couple sips of it. Um, it's flat. It's yeah. It's room temperature. Um, you need to purify the, it. <laughs> yeah. So like the taste should be more or less right. Now the one thing I'll say is, um, two weeks out from brew day, it does tend to still be in some cases kind of raw, like kind of green, mm-hmm. and an extra couple of weeks will mellow it out, and then you'll you know you'll chill it. Um, but it'll have been carbonated at that point. Like you'll chill it, and that'll make it 
more close to the experience of beer you're typically are you're typically going to have. Yeah. Uh, I thought the spicing came out well. I thought that the body was more or less where I expected it to be. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I'm I'm very excited to try this one. Um, so you will see it at the BLC Christmas party. Yes, I'm very excited. Can't wait. Uh, and I I'm say to approach you with a cup. Like, I say you will see it because you will not drink it. Oh, I can't drink it that day. Done that thing that I've asked you to do that I texted you about last night that you ignored me on oh i saw that this morning <laughs> i will taste it um not not if you don't watch that movie you want i will i will end this show <laughs> 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 because me and dominic sat down to watch cloud atlas last That's night I, I, you still have not seen it again <laughs> or have i I don't know. You and Kim do all sorts of stuff, and you watch all sorts of stuff. We do. We see a lot of movies. You keep not watching that. Starting to feel personal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for. It's like one of those things where I'm like, I'm looking for uh, like the perfect experience to watch it again, and that's gonna ruin it because I just won't end. I just won't get there. Yeah, that's the thing. You're never gonna get. Just just gotta sit down. Make sure you get good enough. You just have to get. Hey, I'm. Attentive, I'm on board. And but I have you know what's like 90% of the way to perfect is just putting it in the DVD player and watching it. Like it's not, it doesn't take much. <laughs> well, I guess I'll even back it off and say 75% on the way to perfect. The other thing is three hours where you know you'll be awake. That's true. I'm like if you, pretty like good if you at fire that, up, though. You can fire up other movies at 10 o'clock and you can get through it. That movie, if you fire up at 10 o'clock, it's not going to be done until 1 o'clock. You're not going to get through it. Well, I'll I'll get through it. Well, I mean, the two of you together. One fair. or both of you will fall asleep. That's right. This is a mid-afternoon flick. Is that what you're getting at? No, it can even be an 8 o'clock flick. You know what I mean? Like it... With a pizza? Yeah, why not? Friday okay. night. All right. All right. All right. I'll try to make this happen sooner. I'm going to have that beer. <laughs> you know the price. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other news or nuggets? No, the, let's get to the main event. Okay. So the main event. Al texted me a little earlier this week. Uh to list my favorite movies of well actually this is where i'm i'm gonna have questions my favorite well, movies say, of, why don't you i'll, I'll intro it since i yeah, was my go for it starting point so the other day i don't want to say for sure that this one person originated the idea but i saw multiple people on twitter retweet the same tweet so i'm assuming this one person was the one who started it and i i saved the tweet so that i could reference it now i just have to find it uh, okay, it was Ryan W on Twitter. I always like to credit it when I can. Okay. Um, he said, "Just curious," or sorry, she said, "Just curious." I just look at the profile pic now. Uh, what is all of you favorite films of each year in the 2010s? And then listed off for each year one movie that came out in that year, yep. their favorite movie from that year. It's like, oh, a million people are going to do this, whatever. But this is so our show. Oh yeah, let's do this. The one caveat that I said. Don't I tell them? Don't tell my, don't tell me your list until we're on the show. I won't tell right. you my list. So we both of us we saved it. We we have a like we share a note page like online. Like both of us saved it like locally on our own like <laughs> stuff that so we couldn't. Top secret information. Uh, so I think uh, we'll, like we'll alternate. Like you know, I'll go, you go, and then you go, I go. So uh, year by year, and we'll do a little uh, discussion as it as it uh that works is that warranted works with each one. I would like to start this off though with a. What was your approach? So what I did was I literally just looked up year by year a list of movies released that year. Um, what I noticed was that IMDb had a page where they, they have like all the releases from that year 
Um, and I found it like there's a filter that organized it by popularity, um, which like not every one of my was in the top five or 10, although a lot of them were in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the top 50, I was like, okay, the chances of one of the movies, my favorite movie from that year being outside of the top 50 seems pretty low. Okay. Um, because, and, and that's not even like a super like mainstream quote unquote thing. Cause there was a couple of movies that one, one or two that I might even bring up, like not as my favorite per se, but as just something that I saw on the list where it was like, Oh, I totally did not expect that to be in like the top 12 of this list. Like, right. like that's not like a, like, like for instance, one of them was enemy, uh, in 2013 was like 14th overall. I was like, wow. <laughs> Interesting. I, so my approach was a little bit different, uh, similar, just a little bit different. I, probably spent entirely too much time on this to the point where it got it got to be bad al and i was just like you know what i just gotta pick one and okay so what happened was i i didn't do it based on like i didn't get a list ordered by anything other than date so i went through yeah see i was afraid that's what i was gonna have to go through i was so glad that the one that i found was better than that yeah that's that's better than my approach i went through every movie of every one of these years and the problem was I went through reading the titles of them and I had to do it a little bit faster and faster as time went on because of the time frames that I was trying to do them in. That's what I tried to ask you a few days ago, like to give you time to get ready. Yeah, I knew and like, I, for, you were going to need at least 20, 30 minutes. Like for the most part I did, there was definitely times that where like I got through the list, but what I, the, my approach was go through the year, read through every movie, every movie that stands out to me, write it down. So I wrote it down. And then I went back to that curated list and I picked one. And then I realized, hey, didn't this movie come out that year? How did I not see that on the list? Oh, because I scrolled through like 400 movies. Like that, like, like I, in hindsight, I probably should have got like American releases, but it's not, <laughs> it wasn't the best. <laughs> it wasn't in the right frame. But anyway, I'm, I'm fairly okay with the list that I've got. I think I'm pretty good at it. Then I went and played this game of, now am I picking my favorite movie? Or the best movie? No, favorite, favorite. Movie. Okay, so that that being said, for all of these categories, I may have to make a quick adjustment. Um, for most of them, I think I did do my favorite, so we'll some we'll of, see some of these I'm going to be adjusting on the fly too, because a couple of them in the moment I couldn't choose, so, so I just put down like the top two or three, and I was like, I'll know when the time is right. So what we have though, out of the ridiculous process that I went through, is. After we reveal our movies, I do have a list of honorable mentions from that year. <laughs> I, have, I have that for a couple of years. <laughs> okay, awesome. So shall we kick this off with 2010? Yes, I Alice. will start with 2010. Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> I, was, I had like Nomeo and Juliet written down for one of them. <laughs> That's great. Oh my uh, no, uh, in all seriousness, uh, I was neck and neck between... My like immediately my first one like when I thought of like before I got to looking up the lists where I was just like like it's like trying to come up with like oh like I know like this came out in the year I was like Inception was what like I had going in mm-hmm. um, but I think I'm actually gonna give the nod to Scott Pilgrim vs the World I see I had a feeling you were gonna go there and I appreciate that I obviously for me the pick is Inception um, that is just you, if you know me you knew that was gonna be my answer going in. Yeah, I had a feeling that it would be for you as well. But that I yeah, I totally get that. And when I saw that, when I was going through the list, I had wrote, I wrote that down and I was like and then when I got to Inception, I was like, obviously it's this. I was like, I think Al's gonna pick Scott Pilgrim. And for that I thought that was I think that's a great choice. But for, yeah, especially for, for you. I know you love that movie so much. What, and going in, I was really gonna pick Inception. I forgot Scott Pilgrim was in twenty ten. Yeah. And 
that one of the things though that I as I was going through it, I realized I forgot how much I really liked the social network. To a to the point where I've actually watched that movie over and over again multiple times. I've I the writing is just fantastic in that movie. And there's a there's a certain level of it that just re, that I relate to on like just because of my career. And it's it was it's always interesting to me. And it like that watching that movie even though I might not agree with certain things that are happening or the person that it's based on, it does get me amped up to watch that movie to like want to build something. <laughs> so that that was definitely one that was a contender. But when I saw Inception on the list, I was like, um, there's no there's no longer a contest. Let me write this down as my favorite and write down the rest of these honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, I really hadn't been hot on those, which is why I went with Eat, Pray, Love. Um... <laughs> so for honorable mentions, I have listed Toy Story 3, Kick-Ass, Black Swan, The Social Network, and The Book of Eli. Okay. And I I did, I did, left Scott Pilgrim out because I knew I, ha- I had a strong feeling you were going to pick that. Yeah, uh, the problem is a couple of those things I haven't seen or haven't seen all of. That's fair. But uh, nice. All right, so shall we move on? 2011. Yeah, uh, you can kick it off if you like. So this one's an interesting one. I'm not sure if you noted this when you went through. I was going. This was one of those years where I actually didn't have a lot that I wrote down as honorable mentions. I'm not certain this was the best year for movies. Um, but it's the, not as bad as one that we're going to get to in a couple of years. The top pick for me for this year was actually Red State. Interesting. And I'm not sure if you've seen that movie. No, I know it's a Kevin Smith movie. It's damn good. And I heard a lot of people, even a lot of Kevin Smith fans, didn't like it though. That's that's fine. I really enjoyed it. It's it's very different for him. I heard a lot of people were just disappointed by it, like where like they had a certain expectation for what they thought it would be. Even like not like, oh, it's a Kevin Smith movie, but like for like for what the movie is, and sure. were still let down by it. I guess. That being said, it was the first one where he got weird. Like, got weird. Well, it depends it. on what sort of weird you're talking about. It's the first one that's not a Kevin Smith movie. Okay. And, but it's, it's, it's really good. I, I like the story. The story is bizarre. It's just off the wall. The, the thing that stands out to me the most about it is how uncomfortable I felt watching the movie because the, the, um, the bad guy, the main villain of the film is, mm-hmm. he's excellent. And he's, who played him? He, um, Michael Parks. He actually passed away, I think, last year. Oh, I don't know who that is. Uh, the only person I know in is uh, is um, John Goodman. No, the the girl, uh, the blonde girl. I can't think of her name, but she was in the final season of Scrubs, and then she was one of the main characters in Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, and I like her as an actress. Okay, but I can't think of her name. Yeah, I, that, that, that's my top pick for the year and in a year that I don't think was very strong based on what I was going back to look at. There I will was, agree that it's not that strong, but <clears throat> it's not as bad as 2013, which we'll get to. So. Yeah, there's a, I've got a list of movies that I was definitely back and forth with on that, but I'll go to that after you let us know what yours was. Um, sorry, I'm trying to, I'm not, I can't, I have to look up this girl before I, we go on and I, so the was just going to be stuck in the back. Was I wrong? Was she not in this movie? I thought she was. Never mind. We're not going with that because <laughs> either I'm wrong or she's not on the top build list for whatever reason. Interesting. Um, so I also struggled with this, um, although it seems not with. No, I was right. She is in this. Uh, Carrie Bechet. Okay. Name um, sounds familiar. Yeah, I think actually. Well, I can't tell because she's 
kind of cut off, but I think that's her on the cover of the movie. It could be. Which is weird because she's not named on like the three names on the top of the like headlining the movie. Not a not an actual main character, probably. Okay. It's weird because she's the one who's like holding the assault yeah. rifle on the cover of the movie. I'm pretty sure that's her. It's it's a good movie. You should check it out. Um Okay, yeah, so my, my movies, again, I was different struggle than I have with 2010 because that one I ha- went in with a preconceived notion of what my answer was going to be because yeah. I, I inception, I, for whatever reason, I always know it was 2010. Um, but again, I came down to two that I was just struggling to get through. Neither of them is like amongst my favorite movies per se, but I do enjoy both of the movies a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to choose The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo Oh, okay. over Kill It Elite. Killer Elite? Yes, it I was... I, have, I don't even know what that is. Um, it was Clive Owen, Robert De Niro, Jason Statham, Yvonne Strahovski. Oh, okay. Really good movie. Uh, definitely. Was, I, I recall... I, I could almost picture the uh, box art. Yeah, it's like very like like gray-toned, like, mm-hmm. and it's like Statham with like Robert De Niro and Clive Owen like in like the background behind them. Um, yep. It's kind of like a cat and mouse um, with Jason Statham and uh, Clive Owen. It's I think it's supposed to take place in the seventies, um, and it was. They were both former special forces, and what's his name was kind of like a hitman. No, not, actually, not even really a hitman so much as uh, like a mercenary. Um, Jason Statham, and he was like mentored by Robert De Niro, and they did like a series of jobs and stuff like that, and. Robert De Niro and Jason Statham both were going to retire, and De Niro get, goes back in, and it, uh, the job was kind of a trap. Oh, okay. And it was a trap to set up to grab Jason Statham to do a particular job, and the job was given by some Middle Eastern like prince, and it was to prove it was because of whatever one of the wars or battles that went on with the British and the Americans like interfering in the Middle East and this like, I think it was Saudi, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Like King or Prince or whatever wanted um, the, the officers who were involved in a particular battle that one of his sons had died in. He wanted them all to pay and all of them to admit that they had mm. been involved. So they get Jason Statham. He has to get, I think three people um, taped confessions and then kill them. And especially each of the murders has to look like an accident. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's like very like complicated. Yeah. Um, which makes for some really cool like like casing a target, like setting it up, executing a particular assassination, like figuring out what's the best way to make this look like an accident. Yeah. Um it's it's a good movie. It's got a pretty good cast. Um yes. I, I was entertained by it. It was uh it was a I mean it's kinda it's a dark movie, but it's like not like crazy, crazy dark. Um it, it was good. And and Clive Owen was hired by this kind of this kind of hidden like power like broker like group um to figure out who's killing these people because they don't believe they're all accidents you're making me want to watch it it's a a solid movie it's it's not terribly long now i'm sorry that wasn't the winner though right what was the winner no the winner was the girl with the dragon tattoo right 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 okay i actually am a really big fan of the movie like at first i was like really struggling to figure out which of the two but i i feel pretty confident actually that's my favorite of those for honorable mentions i have here limitless horrible bosses Horrible Bosses is great. I didn't see that on the list, but... 50-50? Mm, it's... 
I like the movie. It's a little too depressing for me. Yeah, that that's that's why it's definitely not the pick. But I thought it was a really well done movie, and maybe what I would probably consider the best movie of the year, Drive. It's not. It's not my favorite, but it's a really it's a it's a damn good flick. Um, okay. But anyway, those are the honorable mentions. Twenty twelve. You might as well just we might as well breeze right over you for this year. Well, so you know, there's funny thing about this. So when we were going to this list, it was oh, twenty ten will be Inception. Twenty thirteen will be Cloud Atlas. Um, I forgot that was twenty twelve. I thought it was twenty thirteen. Turns um, out. So as so I was scrolling through the list, I was like, oh, Perks of being the Wallflower done. Yeah. And then right below that was Cloud Atlas. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh um, my god that so, movie Perks of Being Will Fire is fantastic it is uh, but uh, unfortunately is a runner up to Cloud Atlas sure uh, well, we all knew that was coming so my 2012 pick as you I imagine can guess is no no guess the Dark Knight Rises of course um, that is my pick for 2012 the honorable mention I mean again you knew what I was picking in 2010 you knew what I was picking in 2012 uh, honorable mentions Argo American Reunion the Amazing Spider-Man, The Avengers, Cloud Atlas, Django Unchained. This is a long list. End of Watch, yeah. Flight, Hit and Run, John Carter, Lincoln, Looper, Perks of Being a Wolf, Hour, Pitch Perfect, and Silver Linings Playbook. That was yeah. just some of the movies that I thought were worth being on the list. That was a that was a year of movies. <laughs> it was a year, but we're going to get that year for me in 2014. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the other one that's super long for me. Yeah. Um, and it's a good thing that we, we're both pretty happy with these picks that we have. I, yep. I I know Dark Knight Rises. I know you genuinely enjoy it. I do think it's kind of a legacy pick too, though. Could be. Um, um, I, for me, I have soured on that movie some. I still enjoy it. I still yeah. think it's a good movie. But the feeling I have when I walked out of the theater is not the feeling I hold any longer. That's And that's fair. And I actually – I totally understand that feeling and people saying that. Personally, it hasn't changed for me just because I love it so much. But I, I get that I am blinded by my love of Batman and Christopher Nolan. And it's not even like a lot of people like – and I've had this conversation with my brother. He's kind of irritating me a little bit with his feelings on The Last Jedi. We've been talking some uh, lately with like plot holes per se and stuff like that. And it's like – like yeah, I guess there are some. And with this – and with Dark Knight Rises, that's the case too. But that's not really what it is that holds back my enjoyment. There is – it doesn't have the same tight, tight um, <laughs> execution of the first two. No. It doesn't feel the same to me. It feels it a little bit more hollow to me. Yeah, I, I, I understand. I do. I understand all the criticisms people have towards it. It does. It will not change my opinion on that movie, though. Yeah. No, no I'm not saying that it should. It's yeah. just for me, I didn't envision that happening because I really did genuinely enjoy it on first watch, mm-hmm. and I've watched it a whole bunch of times. And if I see it on TV and the, like like I'm just looking for something to put on, I'll put it on. Like I don't have like I, I still enjoy the movie, um, but there are just sections of it I could do without. Sure, totally, I totally get that. 2013. Yeah, so this move this was a really rough year. Uh, I brought up the list just because I was looking through it and I was just like. This uh, I am with you on eh. that until I saw the particular movie that was no contest for me. Uh, I never had that moment. I was looking through it. And I was like, I know there's there's kind of a movie that like I well, I'm gonna guess is the one that you had, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Where I know everyone loves the movie, and Probably for me not. it's just like, eh, like I it's a good movie, but like I think it's super overrated. That's the Wolf of Wall Street. I figured that's what you were talking about. Not my pick. Okay, like Gatsby was 
as bloated and as the book itself. Um, I never saw The Conjuring. I never saw Pacific Rim, which is, I'm going to guess is yours. Nope. Oh, I, I remember you. I feel like I remember you being a big fan. Of I that actually movie. never saw Pacific Rim. Oh, I thought you were. Maybe it was someone else. I thought you were a big fan of that one. Uh, Prisoners is good. It's so dark. I never saw 12 Years a Slave. Iron Man 3 is kind of bleh. Like, there's a whole bunch of other stuff where I'm like, eh. Uh, Man of Steel. Eh. Um, I came down to two. I was going to go with American Hustle. Like, I had basically chosen yeah. that one because I really like that movie. But I actually ended up going with We Are the Millers. That is on my list of honorable mentions, and I appreciate that. That's a good pick. That is a That comedy is fantastic. That's what it was. And, like, I, well, part of it is I realized, like, I had a lot of, you know, quote-unquote drama action. stuff, And this wasn't too diversified. But I think a lot of times, like, outside of, like, the rarefied air of, like, a stepbrothers for me, mm-hmm. my favorite comedies don't stand up to my favorite movies of other genres. Sure. No, I totally agree with you. Um, but because I had a lot of meh feelings with this, I do really genuinely enjoy American Hustle. It was a really good movie. Um, yes. But I, what, what it finally came down to was it was like, if I was sitting down, I was like, oh, I, I want to watch something that's just on TV, and those two were on next to each other, I probably would put We Are the Millers on. Yeah, I, I so, agree with that. That's, that's, that's what I decided on. American Hustle was at the top of my list the majority of the time that I was going through it. Um, I'm going to read the honorable mentions first. So the honorable mentions were tw- a lot that you said already, but it was 12 Years a Slave, American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Kick-Ass 2, This is the End, Where the Millers and the Wolf of Wall Street. Honorable. My pick is The Kings of Summer. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't see that that was on the list, and I never saw it. I do know you love it, and I it's, understand why you uh, picked that. I absolutely love that movie, and I was so glad that that was on that year because it was it made it so easy. Yeah, and this was yeah, this was like the opposite of like twenty like uh, like eleven or whatever, where or twenty ten, where it's like oh, there's a bunch of good like movies on here, and I can't pick this one. Like all those choices are just kind of mad at me. Like they're movies yeah. that like were fine, I like them well enough, but like I don't care. None of those is making it into my top like twenty or anything like that. Like right. of like my favorite movies of all time. Like none of them are even coming close, really. Um, so I was just like left with a lot of. Ugh. It's a rough year of entertainment. It was a bad year in sports, too. Like, uh, eh. That's unfortunate. 2014, um, I... Was the polar opposite of 2013. Early on, while I was going through the list of 2014, I was like, oh, I know Al's pick. And then I got further and further. I was like, I don't know Al's pick. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of how I felt, too. I was like, ooh, that movie. Ooh, that movie. Yeah. Ooh, that movie. (laughs) Yeah, so the way I did this, I was writing the movies down in a list, and I was putting my favorite at the top as I went through it. And I kept replacing the top pick until I hit the one that I was like, oh, never mind. This came out this year. Can you guess what mine is? Um, it's For- going to be either John Wick or Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, interesting. It's neither. Really? It was definitely those two at one point. <laughs> as I was did, going- did you end up with Interstellar? I did. Okay. I did. Interstellar- so the thing is, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, that's that's one of those movies where the marriage between the cinematography and the music is everything that I go to the movies for. Mm. And it is the and it I mean obviously my absolute favorite director. Yeah. And just an incredible just unreal story. I absolutely love that movie. So I love it so much. I've seen it I've probably seen it about 5 or 6 times now. Like, but it was—it's one of those movies that I've actually just put on and kind of vegged out to, just because I—it's just like a, it's a trip, and I—I I absolutely love it. 
if that movie was in 2013, I might have put it on top of my list, even though I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, because Amazing. I just love Nolan's work so much, and I feel like I will love this movie when I finally get around to seeing it. Uh, I'm just going to read the top 20 by popularity. Okay. Because, like, it's I love 15 of them, and the other few ones, by reputation, are things that either I know I should like or I know other people like, like that I trust. So the, by popularity on IMDb, it's Interstellar, The Equalizer. I've never seen either of those. My my parents love The Equalizer. Mm. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I love. Gone Girl, which I love. Yep. Ex Machina, which I love. Kingsman the Secret Service, which Hang I on. love. I'm throwing John off Wick, on this one. Which I love. What? I have Ex Machina is coming out in 2015. That's a weird one. I'm, as I'm, you know, as I'm thinking about it. That movie actually came out super early, didn't it? And like, and then got released to theaters. That might have been it. Um, I think it was like supposed to come out in 2014, and maybe did small screen, and then it came out early in 2015 or something like that. Interesting. All right, sorry. I was a little. I, was a little, I wasn't sure about that either. I remember there being a weird thing with it when it was coming out. I'm not sure. Um, but it. Yeah. So I'll keep going. I yeah. love that movie. I love John Wick. I love Kingsman: The Secret Service. I didn't love Whiplash, but I know a lot of people do. Grand Budapest Hotel, I love. Mm-hmm. Hercules, probably doesn't deserve on this. Uh, Divergent, never cared for. The Lego Movie, quite good. Inherent Vice, didn't get the hype, but I, whatever. <laughs> yeah. The Theory of Everything, good. Edge of Tomorrow, I know a lot of people love that movie. You said you liked that movie a lot, right? Which one was it? Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, that was on my list of honorable mentions. Captain America the Winter Soldier, which ended up being my choice. Yeah, that's what I assumed it was going to be. I, But then when I saw John Wick, I wasn't certain. All the way down at 21, The Imitation Game, which mm. I love that movie. Uh, I thought that should have won Best Picture. Yeah, that was a great Best that actor, great. Best Actress, Best Everything. What I, won Best Picture so, that year? Uh, 2014. Did The Fear of Everything win over it? No. Um, Birdman won. Oh, fucking garbage. Which, that's movie. 23. Trash um, movie. What? Nothing. <laughs> it's a garbage trash movie. No, I love that movie too. I know, I know you like that one. Um, yeah, no, this there were so many movies on. I love so many movies on this list. So, and I was struggling between Ex Machina and Winter Soldier, and I ended up going with Winter Soldier. Well, I'll uh, if if you if you're not a fan of your 2015 pick, I'll allow you to use Ex Machina there because I have that listed as honorable mentions on 2015 because of the confusion. Okay. Other movies that I listed on 2014, some of them. Definitely not by any means like, you know, top quality movies, just movies that I really enjoy. So uh, that awkward moment, I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's actually nah. very funny. It's uh, and I it's a good cast of characters. I actually I really I enjoyed that movie. Neighbors. Oh, Fault I forgot that was even in this, yeah. this list, but that's a good movie. It wouldn't have made it amongst all these other ones, but I do like that movie. The Fault in Our Stars, 22 Jump Street, Boyhood, <laughs> Wish I Was Here, which for a long time was at the top of the list. Um, and then I saw Guardians, and I was like, ah. And then I saw John Wick, and I was like, ooh, this is going to be a battle. And then I saw Interstellar, and I was like, oh, thank God. An easy pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is where I leave you. I just put Tusk on there as an honorable mention. Oh, my God. Um, Whiplash was on there. I love Whiplash. Horrible Bosses 2 was, I thought they did a good job with, with the second one. Not nearly as good as the first, but it was definitely entertaining. Um, then, of course, Theory of Everything and John Wick. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's it was Interstellar, hands down. No question. 2015 gets interesting. Um, I apparently didn't pick a movie. I have the <laughs> list of honorable mentions, and apparently some of them are wrong because you mentioned them in the list for the previous year. So let me let me go through my honorable mentions list, and I will try to decide by the end. Okay. Okay? 
I've got Kingsman the Secret Service, which apparently doesn't count. Chappie. Ex what? Machina, which who knows when that movie came out. Avengers Age of Ultron. Mad Max Fury Road. Inside Out. Ant-Man. Pixels. The Martian. Spotlight. And The Big Short. Mm. Okay. Um, I am leaning towards The Martian. Okay. I find that movie very entertaining. The I was actually very close to picking Kingsman for that year, but now I'm not sure if it's going to be disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, this is weird. I just clicked on X Machina, and it says 2014, but then it says April of 2015. And yeah, that's when that movie came out. I remember seeing it in April. Yeah, very weird. I, well, that's the, I remember that movie being very strange, as in I saw a trailer for it, a very long time before it came out, and I think no, was, no, like, you didn't festival. see a trailer for it, bro. I sent you a trailer. Oh my god! No, I, <laughs> I, the, I, I actually specifically remember this movie. I read about it prior to seeing the trailer, and I was excited for when I got it. And it was early on because there was film festivals that that it was going to be at. Wait, I still feel like I sent you this. Was this, when, didn't you read it on Grantland? Didn't I send you that article yeah. from Grantland about it? I don't think so. It was, it was. It was. I remember it being a long time ago. It was before I lived in. I believe it was before I even lived in Lyndhurst. Yeah, it was probably when you were still in Hoboken. Yeah, but anyway, that I just I remember. I remember there being some weirdness around. Is this movie out? Did this movie come out? Oh, this movie's on Blu-ray, <laughs> and that's when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I put in. I thought Pixels deserved an honorable mention because I actually think that that movie is hysterical. I heard that wasn't very good. I a didn't lot of people didn't like it. it, and I understand why. But I had fun with it. It's it's stupid. I don't know what you're expecting going into it. It's dumb, but it was very, it was it was a lot of fun for me. The uh, if I was picking my what I thought was the best movie of the year though for that year, I would have picked Spotlight. But The okay. Martian, I think, is my favorite of the year. Interesting. Um, I didn't hear one on your list. Of honorable mentions, so I'm wondering if this is what you originally chose. Um, so I kind of had a joke that I had set up for this, but I didn't do the math right, and my E Pray Love joke was better. Um, I was going to say that uh, this movie is a pretty obvious one. It's a space movie. Um, my answer was The Martian as well. Uh, but I figured you might choose The Force Awakens. Was that the one that you chose originally? <laughs> no, it didn't show up on my list. <laughs> Well, it's, well, the thing is, if you did watch it from start to finish at the end of like of the year, you probably got bored past The Martian and didn't get to December of 2015 where The Force Awakens came out. Mm. That's a good point. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, sorry. If we're doing favorite movie of the year, then it's it's actually going to be The Force Awakens. I figured that was what you're going to choose, and that was why I was going to do kind of a joke about. Uh, oh yeah, I uh, I picked a space movie. Uh, pretty obvious one. The Martian. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> you, you actually... Oh, so what was yours, though? No, I'm choosing The Martian, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, narrowly edges out The Force Awakens. I'm... You had me second-guessing myself, because that was my pick before. I think I'm going to go with you on this one. I don't know. On The, on the Martian or on... Martian. Yeah. I mean, it's a very good movie. It's so... Enter- it, it's so entertaining. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'm moving. I'm, I know this list means nothing to anyone, but I'm moving. I'm moving it. I'm replacing it. Okay. It is the Martian. We finally have one together. <laughs> I appreciate that. We'll have another one together. I'm fairly certain. Um, 2016. 
Well, it won't be 2016 because my chick, my uh, choice for 2016 was Rogue One. I yeah, I knew that one. Uh, mine was Deadpool. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Deadpool's a good choice. I, I definitely consider it. Uh, I do feel like this was also a more like a slightly weaker choice of years as well. So I feel like I didn't even like immediately choose Ro- Rogue One. Like I kind of like it's like oh Rogue One that like, that'll make yeah, like my I, short list. And I was going through things. I was like. Yeah, I guess I'll go with Rogue One. Like, when I was going through the list, knowing Deadpool comes out in February, I was like, oh, oh, I love Deadpool. That's unfortunate. That'll probably get edged out. And then when I got to the end of the year, I was like, huh, never mind. Not, <laughs> Deadpool not it is. As, not as bad as 2013, but also pretty underwhelming list yeah. of, of movies uh, that year. For honorable mentions, I have Captain America, Civil War, Moana, The Jungle Book, Magnificent Seven, The Accountant, Rogue One, La La Land, Arrival, Lion, Fences, and Hacksaw Ridge. Actually, you know what? Uh, that's true. I did. I was like, ooh, like La La Land. And then I was like, you know, I, I'm just going to stick with Rogue One. Yeah. No, R- Rogue One was, was I, I figured that was going to be your choice. 2017? It's The Last Jedi. It is absolutely The Last Jedi. Fuck all you haters. Yeah, it's not even a question. <laughs> What'd you say? It's not even a question. Like, it's not. Uh, that... There was a bunch of good movies. Not that I remember which ones were which last year, but there was a lot of good movies last year. Uh, it's The Last Jedi. Oh, I've got you on this one because this was one of the ones where I kept swapping out the first one until I got to December and I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> what a late comer. <laughs> no, as I was getting through this list, I was like 2015, 2016, I was like, okay, that's right, Force Awakens 15, Rogue One 16, I was like, oh, I'm going to have The Last Jedi at 17. And then I scrolled through the list, I was like, oh, there's, lo- there's some other good choices, but they don't matter. I've already said on this before, like I've gotten to the list. It's The Last Jedi. So let me go through the honorable mentions list. We've got Moonlight, Dunkirk, Get Out, Shape of Water, Call Me By Your Name, which, in my opinion, is the best movie of the year, Three Billboards, John Wick Chapter 2, Logan, which stayed at the top of the list for a while, Chips, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Wonder Woman, The Big Sick, Baby Driver, this, this year is ridiculous, Baby Driver, Spider-Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. It, Kingsman the Golden Circle, Thor yep. Ragnarok, which dethroned Logan, Daddy's Home 2, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. <laughs> I, I I wondered if you were gonna have an existential struggle between Ragnarok and The Last Jedi. Um, I figured that was, was gonna a, be your final it, made it, it was very easy to choose The Last Jedi on principle. <laughs> okay, no, I just I know you love Ragnarok so much. Too. I do. I love it so much. All right. Yeah, uh, like amongst my kind of finalists were. Um, like after I went and looked at the list, it's like okay, if I had been going through this list, like not having already decided that that's what it was going to be, um, like Logan, Baby Driver, Ragnarok, like those were my other like finalists. They would have been in the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Twenty eighteen. Uh, uh, you start. Right? Though the year is not over. You want me to start this one? You said. Yeah, because I, I did Blush Jedi first. Oh, okay. Uh, for twenty eighteen, I had a toss up. It was okay. a difficult one, and I ended up picking one. I'm not I, I'm not super confident in my choice, but I feel the need to pick it over the other one. Uh, the first one, the one that didn't end up making the cut, the one that I was really, that I'm still, I'm second-guessing as I speak, was Ready Player One, just because of how important that movie is to me. Okay, how, yeah, I saw that in there. I wondered whether you'd go with it, but I, I didn't know what other ones you might consider. So it's, it's not, it's probably not what you expect. Ready Player One... I might end up moving it back into the top slot, but right now what is in the top st- slot is a star is born. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I didn't get around to say it's that just there. It, that movie. I think I might have to swap it for ready player one. Just for the fact that I don't know if I can endure a star is born again. Oh, that, that rough, that real. 
<laughs> like at certain there's certain bits of it that are uh they're they're too real <laughs> but the ready player one is just an an all-around good fun movie in with a source material that i absolutely adore so uh, as i've talked through this with you i am swapping it out ready player one is my pick for 2018 okay and for my pick <laughs> i knew that was coming that was uh that was another one where i was like oh this is a tough one then i was like at any point I could throw Ready Player One in. I got to be in the right frame of mind to watch <laughs> Annihilation, and that's that's inevitably what just made me switch out a Star Wars Born. I would need to be in the right frame of mind to watch that movie again. The, um, I know you liked Annihilation, but I didn't. I didn't think you would really pick that one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was probably obvious. Um, the, I love that movie. I, I watched it a couple weeks ago with Dominic because yeah. he hadn't seen it. Uh, and I saw it over the summer. I made uh, your sister and my sister watch it with me. Yep. I, uh, I knew that was going to be your pick for this year, and I totally get it. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that movie, and I'm looking forward to that show whenever it is that it comes out that Alex Garland's doing for mm-hmm. FX. So honorable mentions for 2018, deal with this first one, Solo. Uh, Avengers <laughs> Infinity War. I was considering that too, and then I saw Annihilation. I was like, oh, duh, yeah, I forgot that came out this year because it came out in like February or something like that. <laughs> yep. So Solo, Avengers Infinity War, spoiler alert, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, now A Star is Born, which I just swapped the spots on the list with Freddy Player One, uh, Deadpool 2, Annihilation, Bohemian Rhapsody, A Quiet Place, The Death of Stalin. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think about that one. And it wouldn't be Annihilation, but that would have made it up into my top yeah, four. Yeah, it's, it's definitely up there. That movie was fantastic. And I have to see that again. I've only seen it the one time. I know. That's so I, good. I need to get that movie. I really enjoyed that. And uh, A Simple Favor, which I very much encourage you to go see. Oh, uh, yeah. I never got to that one. I do. You liked it so much that I do, I do want to see it. Yeah. Like, Blake Lively deserves a nomination for her craziness in this movie. I was kind of interested at first when I like first saw the trailer, and then I was like, "This is gonna end up being like cheesy and dumb, isn't it?" It's and it's good. It sounded like it wasn't, so no, it's it, a little surprised by that. It, and I was, I was worried. It's it's one of those ones where it's you laugh a lot more than you would expect to for a movie that's tone is a lot darker than you realize going into it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really well. It's well done. And Would I be accurate in saying that it is somewhat Gone Girl esque? It's yes. You okay. would be accurate in saying that there's the intrigue, there's the mystery. That's the thing. The movie does a lot, like all around good things. There's mystery and intrigue that keeps you guessing throughout, wondering how this is going to play out. There's the oh, you feel like it's obvious and you're right, but that's not the thing. <laughs> like so, like there's they, they do a lot of playing with with like that that, that mystery. Um, and like I said, there's some good jokes in the movie. Like it's actually, it's, there's, there's some very clever, funny deliveries that, that make you actually laugh. And you're like, I feel uncomfortable laughing during this movie, but it's, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a good one. I, I, I encourage you to see that one. That's nice. All right. I like this. I like this list. So I'm going to, I'm going to rapidly go through one more time. 20 for me. And then I'll have you do the same. 2010, Inception. 2011, Red State. 2012, The Dark Knight Rises. 2013, The Kings of Summer. 2014, Interstellar. 2015, The Martian. 2016, Deadpool. 2017, The Martian. Nope. What? (laughs) 
What just happened there? 2017 was The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. There it goes. Oh, it was a bad copy and paste. 2017, The Last Jedi. 2018, Ready Player One. Okay. I had 10, Scott Pilgrim. 11, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. 12, Cloud Atlas. 13, We're the Millers. 14, Winter Soldier. 15, The Martian. 16, Rogue One. 17, The Last Jedi. And 18, Annihilation. Nice. Nice. That was fun. I, I really enjoyed going through that and making that list. <laughs> I, I had a very good time. Would. Like I, I thought it was a cool idea for us. I was like, I was like, this is a no brainer for us. Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. All right, man. W- with that, shall we get into our flick of the week? Oh yeah, I have notes. You got the notes. Let's get the notes going. I, um, I achieved notes. You did. You did. <laughs> so, what did you think of this? Oh, I should probably say it again. It's been a while since we were at the beginning of this movie, uh, beginning of this episode. Our flick of the week is Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. I liked it. I had a good time with it. I thought it was fine. I wasn't sure how you were going to feel about it. I thought it was just fine. Okay. I think that's that's probably fair. Um, There's stuff I liked better than the first, but there was also some stuff I like less than the first okay um the stuff i liked better than the first was mostly refining of the process Mm. they cleaned up some things i thought were sloppy from the first one the things i didn't like were unfortunately more central to like the actual watching of the movie like meaning what it was all about and what was going on on screen okay um yeah i i don't love this series so far, that's fine. I, so uh, before we get into any too deep, my take on it, what I quick play by play, the opening sequences of the of the movie, they're a the little. The opening, the very opening sequence was was pretty incredible. That see, that's funny for me. It was nauseating, and I think it was just the it, there's the something between the color palette and the motion of the camera. It was driving me absolutely crazy, and I thought I was gonna puke. Are you uh, sitting too close to the screen? Because that's what gets me when action no, sequences. No, not this time. And I just thought that was... Because like, I was sitting up in like about two-thirds up, which is like my sweet spot. Yeah, I probably could have benefited from the from a back row situation here. Um, but it, it, I wasn't by any means too close. It was just... It, it was a little too chaotic in the beginning. And that... I thought it was cool because the whole thing happens mostly wordlessly yeah oh don't get me wrong this what happens in the beginning is is awesome yeah the execution made me physically feel sick which is that's usually my issue yeah which is just unfortunate um the it it quickly writes itself over me and i enjoy the majority of the west of the way through there's a little bit of exposition towards the end of the movie that was i thought poorly done and confusingly done which we'll get into when we get into uh, spoiler territory. Oh yeah. Oh, we'll and get into. It. Then there is um, what two? There are two other things. Oh, two other things. The I think the character relationships in this movie are written well. I don't think the actors have great chemistry. Um, it but depends on which I, character. I, which I, Newt, Newt, and the and I can't remember the girl's name. Um, you know I have Queenie, but that's not her. No, not not her. No, no, I know, but that's the name that came yeah, to Queenie's, mind. Queenie's sister. Uh, well, the, the two of them who are kind of Newt's supposed to be your main what? focus. 
and that was based on the law. Sorry, no, I'm looking. I was trying to. I was trying to get you the answer because that's usually what I do for you. Yeah. Um, and I realize as I'm scrolling through IMDb, they have it listed based on appearance on screen. <laughs> so I have to open up the extra one to get her on the fucking. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I there still didn't get there. They, they, their chemistry Tina, was not. Tina Goldstein. It just it wasn't super. It, it didn't really work that well for me in the first one, and I don't think that their chemistry on screen works very well here. But I do think it's written well, which is interesting. Um, it it could just be those two those two actors don't line up. But this um, is one of the this is one of the things for me um, that I think was a huge improvement. Um, and I feel like I don't remember if this was when I was talking to you on the show in a recent episode, or if it was when I was talking to some of my friends. Because I went to see this with a couple of people, like some of my friends who, like we, like were like when the Harry Potter movies were coming out, like when we were in school, like we were going to see the midnight showing of them, mm-hmm. like that's what we were doing. Like so, the same crew we went to see this one together um, before Thanksgiving, and um, I couldn't stand Eddie Redmayne's performance in the first one, mm. and I don't think it, it was even a hundred percent his fault. I think they did a fucking terrible job with the audio. Just getting a microphone to catch him speak. <sighs> I couldn't is... understand him like 50% of the times in the first movie. I didn't have that issue at all in this movie. It was so much better. I was like, listen, guys, this is 2018 versus yep. like 2016 or whatever, 2015 when the first movie came out. You guys didn't invent any new fucking technology. Right. <laughs> what the fuck was wrong with you doing that movie? And I, well. Like, how I... hard was this? I could understand basically everything he said in this. Like, there might have been one or two words that I missed in this movie. It was like. I cause like I get what they're doing with this character, I, and I, I I might be speaking slightly out of school. I'm not a doctor. Like I I'm pretty sure they're trying to portray him as being on the spectrum, like as being like yeah. maybe sort of autistic, um, to like empower that sort of role, and that's fine. I'm good with that. Yep. Just give me clear audio. I understand that his method of speaking is going to be different than the average person. Right, but if you're trying to convey a storyline, I need to hear the story. I'm okay with that as your central character as long as I can clearly hear him. I get that I have to go in and understand that he'll be speaking more quietly and indirectly and, and under his breath like that. But you have to make sure that the audio is right. all caught so Just I can hear it. turn up the fucking track. Yes. Yeah. I, I completely you, agree with that. I turn everyone else's microphones down and turn his up, I don't care. As long as I can hear him, I'm good with however you want to have him do it. That and was definitely – Huge improvement. Yeah, I, I – Completely agree. Totally an issue with the first one. Uh, in this one, it wasn't him so much. Uh, but Johnny Mumbles, man, I <laughs> during the delivery of what is supposed to be like the twist. I mean, I, I, it was one of those twists that you figure out if you haven't figured it out already. You kind of you'll figure it out moments before it's actually spoken. But I didn't understand what he said, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like well, this I was- is. The thing is, I told you, because we talked about this off-air last, when we recorded our last episode, um, I told you that, and we won't get there yet because we haven't lifted the veil yet, um, I told you I knew what the, the, the twist at the end of the movie was, Yeah. and you told me you were confused, and I corrected you, even though I haven't seen the movie right. uh, at that point, and so I was waiting for it, and, and I'm actually a little confused as to how you were confused, because it was pretty clearly stated by him, well... Meaning it the was, dialogue was clearly stated. If you had a trouble with the audio, that's a that, different story. That was but the problem. the words that he said were pretty clear. It could not have been confused what it was that he was getting at. My problem was I couldn't hear the friggin' audio. Okay. Yeah, I and, didn't have that issue with my viewing of it. but uh, Man, that – like, was it the first time that we saw – the first or second time that we saw um, Last Jedi? What about it? The audio was, was bad. 
Yeah, uh, I I, it wasn't the first one because okay. we weren't sitting together. I oh, was that's dating, right. That's I was right. You were sitting in front of us. You were with Chris and Kim. That yeah, but oh, the second time that was just really unfortunate. But it's just like that man that can ruin a, that can ruin a goddamn movie. And yeah. I, it drives me crazy because I have a home theater set up in my downstairs area, and as do I. It's continues to be an issue for me. Well, the problem is if you have it set to cinematic, which is what I have as well, um, it plays up the fucking action music stuff, yes. and I turn down the audio, which is dumb. I've gotten to the point where I'm actually starting to just use multi-channel stereo just so that vocals are coming through all the speakers because it's driving me absolutely crazy that I cannot hear what people are saying, which is the most, in my opinion, the most important thing going on in a movie next to the visual. Yeah, the problem with me is like when I, I've tried the other ones as well, and some of them, I don't like how the audio sounds. Yeah, I guess if I played with it some more, I could probably find some like better settings for certain things well, like here and that. But there are certain movies that are big. Like I was watching Cloud Atlas last night, and there's a million great lines, there's a ton of dialogue in the movie, and I want to be able to hear it all. But the music in that swells movie and, yeah. is so important to the experience that I couldn't even consider it for that. I was like, no, no. We're doing this, and we're turning it up, and I don't care if it wakes someone up upstairs. Right. This is happening. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, what I have noticed, and I mean, this is just me not knowing enough about audio formats, but if you actually do take the time to go through the settings of the, of the DVD or the Blu-ray or the 4K, whatever you're using, and see how the audio is intended, and you set mm. your – if you set the setting to that specifically, it is markedly better than – just picking some, like, you know, Dolby Surround or um, DTA, like, then just picking it on your own. If you do it directly on what it was encoded at, it is definitely better, but it's not always great, which is, it drives me crazy. And my fallback at this point, like I said, is there's the multi-channel stereo setting. And it's just, it's just stereo from all of my speakers. And <laughs> by doing so... I'm getting the same levels through all of them, and I'm hearing what's actually being said, which it's okay. like, thank you. Which was yeah. crazy. Years ago, you remember where, where my parents live now, where Mama and Papa used to live. They the the seats that they sat on in the living room were might as well have been a building away from where the TV was. <laughs> it, was <laughs> it wasn't even close. I don't remember having an issue hearing the TV. Um, old school. Well, they, had, they, had it oriented, they had it oriented like the long way, right? Yeah, the like, and the TV was catty cornered on like you know in Antarctica, and then the the seats were over here in the U.S. Yeah, and you, you can you can still hear it pretty clearly, and it was just like the dummy, this the stupid little speakers that are just built into it, the old CRT like tube, the tube television. Yeah, but you heard it fine. Now I've got speakers all over the place, and man, if I want to crank up the volume for some great action or movie music, great. But turn up the level of the goddamn vocals. Like I don't, yeah. like I don't need, I don't need it to be real. Like the sound, like orientation to be realistic. I need to hear yeah. what's happening. <laughs> well, the thing I don't understand is why we haven't in 2018 been able to get to a point where we can scale it. Like, right? Okay, there's nothing going on. It's just dialogue. Scale up there vocals and then bring it back in line with whatever's going on when we get to the action later because what i find myself doing is i turn it up i sit by the fucking dial because my remote is broken yeah 
Like, it's not batteries. It's just fucking broken. I don't know why. It's pissing me off. And my new phone doesn't have an IR blaster anymore, so uh, I can't control it from my phone. So I sit next to the thing with the dial. It's like, oh, I'll turn it up for the only dialogue sections. Oh, we're coming up to an action yeah. scene or a scene where they're going to have some big swelling music. I'll just turn it down a little bit, and then we'll turn it back up again. So that I, helps keep me awake to watch the movie because I'm sitting here with the I'm sitting in front of the thing that like, you can see me even though the audience can I'm like playing with the fucking dial yeah. throughout the movie <laughs> and I I've, I've done that too that's that it's exactly where I end up where I like you know crank it up because they're about to talk lower back down because otherwise your head's going to explode and it's like that is not an enjoyable movie watching experience and I know there's probably people listening that are going that are like shouting at me right now that you need to calibrate the system I've spent hours calibrating the system. It's not right. <laughs> and it's not the first system that I've done this with. It is just it is how it is. If you look this stuff up, like it's it's not great. Let's not even get started with all the time it spent us to figure out how to get the audio to work on mine because yeah. it doesn't this has fucking um HDMI cables. It doesn't carry HDMI fucking audio. And I have to set up thirteen different ways for all the different inputs to get all the audios in there properly. Uh. And if anyone ever touched this and moved it, I'll fucking kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go back there and start pulling out wires next time I'm over, <laughs> and that's the end of the show. Um, okay, anything else you want to touch on before we lift the veil? Ah, let's, get, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, spoiler territory. Uh, yeah. So the big thing that we were talking about, let's dive right into the twist of the movie. Um, is what I was confused about, and this was because of, as I mentioned before, uh, Johnny No Tongue. The it was. <laughs> I knew what was going on because I saw the phoenix, and they had previously yeah. mentioned in clear dialogue that a phoenix will arrive to a Dumbledore in need. There was a couple times in this movie where it's just like foreshadowing, foreshadowing, yeah. foreshadowing. Like, like I get foreshadowing as a device, and I enjoy it when it's done subtly where sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And then you look back, it's like, oh, that was foreshadowing. Right. I should have picked up on that. Or you'll be like, hmm, I think this is going to come up later. In this movie... They might as well flash the word foreshadowing right. every time they were going to do it. It's like the person explaining the joke. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Um, so, yeah. the like <sighs> This movie frustrates me because I know the people involved can do better. That's what really is what at the crux of it. Um, because the twist at the end, the whole thing with – remember, guys, we're past spoilers. The whole thing with, with him, with Credence being Aurelius Dumbledore – if that is true, if we're going to hold this as not a fake out, that this is a real thing that's going to happen, then J.K. Rowling is so fucking lazy now <laughs> that it's offensive to me. What, and why is that? Because you don't get multiple lost or missing or un previously unmentioned family members in one family mm. in the course of your expanded universe. We already did this with Aberforth and Ariana, you don't get to do it again with another lost sibling for Albus Dumbledore. You want to do another storyline where it's someone's like, oh, we didn't know that this person was a, a lost sibling? You could do it with literally any other family in the whole fucking universe. You cannot do it with another Dumbledore sibling. You cannot do it. Yeah. So that's, that's fine. And that's something that you feel strongly about because you read all of the books. And no, I guess it doesn't that... matter what... It doesn't matter what universe this is in. It doesn't matter if it was Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. <laughs> no. Don't get to keep doing it to the same you, family. You, you know the story. You know the deeper part of that story. And I actually – I don't – either either it's not done well in the movies or I just don't recall it because I've only seen the latter movies maybe once or twice. Uh, but 
So I, I understand that. I think you're, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you, you are right. You, you already played that card. Move on, you're a writer. I get that. Um, what was interesting, I'm actually now, now that you explained to me that I just didn't hear him and they actually said that it was his brother, it's unfortunate because what I actually saw went very much along with all of the in your face foreshadowing that you mentioned previously, which was I, so I didn't know, I didn't really know what was going on with Dumbledore's, uh, family prior to this. I don't either, like I said, I didn't read the seventh book. I'm, I'm getting or it was sixth or seventh where it's all talked about. Um, the seventh. But, so, so they they, they streamlined it in the movies, but the story is still there. Okay, I don't remember. I like I said, I had only seen I only saw the latter movies like maybe once or twice each. I don't fully remember that. It's been a while. They, they streamlined and smoothed out some of the details, but but, but yeah. the story is still there. That he had a family that he never mentioned that no one even knew about because. You know, he's super old, and obviously Harry and them didn't know. He reads a book, a biography written about him post him dying in the sixth one, and they mentioned that he had a sister that died when he was young, and him and his brother were estranged, and that him and Gellert Grindelwald were best friends prior to them being enemies. Okay. That was all in the movies, and you get most of that explanation, I think, in the final movie when he shows up at Hogwarts and he talks to Aberforth, who he had met before but didn't know was Dumbledore's brother. Okay. It's starting to come back to me. You so, get all the big plot points of she died due to a freak accident during a fight between him and Grindelwald and Aberforth. There's a three-way fight that goes on. She caught a curse that killed her. No one's really sure who shot the curse. Mm, and that was like the big regret that was haunting Dumbledore his whole life. And they go into a little bit more of that in this movie as well. That was explained much better in the book, but the the key details were all in the movies as well. Oh, okay, I'll have to. I will. I will rewatch it once I finish reading through. I I don't know if I mentioned this. I think I mentioned this here before. I am reading. I'm reading through them again because I never actually finished the last two. So I'm trying to get. I I think you will very much feel the same way I do once you finish reading the books. That, once you see how it all goes down. That's fair. Um. Yeah. I'm. So do you do you think they will stick to their guns with it, or do you think it is a ploy? I hope they don't because the alternative is that they're mailing it in. Hmm. In in my opinion of how to read that situation. So, um, but so, they, although even that is kind of lazy because they already did the whole fake out thing six seconds before they revealed the big twist with the whole Lestrange story, which I actually liked all that. I knew it was all going to be fake for two reasons. One, I had had that spoiled for me. I chose to read it because I don't really care about these that, movies that much. I mm-hmm. wanted to go see it. I wanted to do it for the show. Um, I'm curious about what's going on with it, but like, I don't care about it in the same way. Sure. Um, so I saw the whole thing because I wanted to be prepared for it, to experience it and, and try and interpret it as it's going on in the movie. But as I said, they could have flashed foreshadowing, foreshadowing on the screen a whole bunch of times during the, the run of this movie. I knew, even if I didn't know about the twist, I knew the whole thing with the Lestrange family was never going to be true mm. because it was so fucking obvious that they were doing this as a, guys, pay attention later. This is going to matter. Yeah. Like, look over here. Look over here. Like, they kept doing it over and over and over again. It's like, okay, that either is you being really bad at your job writing and everyone is going to know the twist before the twist or it's a very obvious fake out and it's just we'll have to see where the pieces land after the fake out is revealed to be false. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that being said, I actually, I don't want to just crush the movie because they do think it did some things well mm-hmm. within that whole situation. 
the way they built up and layered um, the reveal of all that stuff, f- uh, as far as where it goes for, um, is it Lita L- Lestrange? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lita Lestrange. I actually liked how they revealed her whole backstory and they gave you a little piece as yeah. we went along and more and more. Cool. I actually thought that aspect of it was done really well. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, I agree with that. Um, overall, uh, what I get out of a movie like this is it's more, it's more of a thing that I love, like a more of a scenario, a scene, a scenery that I love, the world that I love. I like the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Like it just, and that's something that they've refined down and done really well now. Yeah. David Yates, the guy who directs the movies, he's been directing it since, since the fifth movie of the Harry Potter series. I don't know if he's a good director, but he's a good director of Harry Potter. Yeah, like he has become an expert in that, in that field um, because they keep refining it and like and now it's to the point where because they kept changing it. Right, the first two were both directed by Chris Columbus, so they all felt and looked very similar. Third one was Alfonso Cuarón, so they changed it. Uh, the fourth one was someone who doesn't bear mentioning because that movie's a, an atrocity. Um, is another director, and then the fifth one. They, so they each one they change it from the second to the third. They change it from the third to the fourth. They change it from the fourth to the fifth, and then they're pretty consistent from the fifth on because it's all under Yates. So he has refined a certain image of what Harry Potter looks like, right? Um, like the Harry Potter world looks like. They have done an excellent job of that, and he's done an excellent job of, of executing that sort of stuff visually um, and like giving you something that's like, oh yeah, that totally fits in this world. I I really like what they've done with all of that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting that you say that is because he's done so many and that aesthetic has been built up and refined over the years. That is the visual that I have in my head for yes. Harry Potter. And now that I'm rereading the books, reading the first second, I'm now um, like three quarters of the way through the third one with that lens. It's just a different way of looking at it. Like I'm seeing the world and in like in that style and i really en- i'm really enjoying it that way well i will say that in kind of all ways uh the first two movies most closely reflect their source material mm-hmm. and i actually think that the visual aesthetic that's true as well i think a lot of it looked how i expected in those books whereas maybe less so to a certain extent with the later ones mm-hmm. because they modernize it up a lot it looks much more contemporary Right, which isn't actually a fit for the source material, but I don't think is actually a bad choice. I think it actually was the right choice. Oh, it that, looks yeah. slicker and it looks more consistent. And that's I, I I agree with that. But it's interesting to go going back because that because that's so prominent, like visually for me, because I've seen because I the last what now we're talking like five five movies, six movies are in that style. Five, six, seven, eight, one, two. So six of them so the last six movies that i watched were in that style going like i said going back and rereading the early books with that picture in my head it just adds like a new layer to it and i really mm. really enjoy it. it makes the darker scenes darker yeah I, like the darker sequences i shouldn't say scenes but <laughs> the darker pages um <laughs> but it's 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 fun I'm, I'm i'm like i've been really like really enjoying it and it's like it's a combination of just this overwhelming feeling of like this overwhelming nostalgic feeling and the and these stories that I love and then like recapping things that I've it's been a while it's been long enough that like certain, I'll get up to certain pieces and forget com- like I've completely forgotten about them by now and like going through it again it's I, I'm just I'm having a grand old time reading this <laughs> no good so I'm, I am excited to get to finally make my way through all of them though 
So I will I will check back in when that happens. Where, where did you say you were at? You're in the like, third, I, fourth. I'm in the third book. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm like probably three quarters of the way through the third book. Nice. But uh, hopefully this time I really make it through the sixth one. I really I'm very curious to see like I want to. I'm going in with an open mind. I don't know what stopped me. Um, I guess, and I I think I've settled with that being my favorite one. Yeah. So it's so weird. We'll, we'll have to see. It could I guess it could have just been the time of my life type of thing. I don't know. But uh, could be. We'll, we'll have to see uh, if th- if things have changed. But uh, overall, I like I said, I love the world. I I'm happy to to hear and see more stories in that space. I think they do certain things um, really well. I like the comic relief character. I think he's a fun actor. He's actually on Dan Fogler. Is that his name? I didn't yeah. I meant to look up his name before. I I very much enjoy him. Um, his shtick at times is a bit much for me. I've, I kind of go back and forth whether or not I actually like balls of fury. Cause that really was my, <laughs> my only, um, real like yeah. mileage with him. Um, it is a funny movie. I, I remember I, I didn't love it the first time I saw it, Neither did but I. I've seen it again since like, cause it had been on like, you know, comedy central and stuff like that. And there are some really funny lines and scenes, even if it, overall it's not really a great movie. Yeah. Um, and he has like he has his moments. Um, he hasn't bothered me yet on The Walking Dead, but yeah. he's definitely toned it down as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he is good in this. Um, I do think him and Queenie play off each other really well. Yes, and their their chemistry is the best of the on screen character chemistries. I feel. Yeah. Um, but- especially the whole sequence with him like being like cursed and yeah. like him just like <laughs> smiling. And, like- that was great. <laughs> I don't. Um, I think it was is the first one. The giggle juice. Was that was in that? in the first one where he just takes a sip of it and he just and he like does this cackle and I, I for whatever reason every time I see it I'm caught off guard and I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. He does I, have a very funny like giggle. Yes, it, it, it's really good. And it could be because he does it and then he goes back into straight face like right yeah. after he does it and that's that is one way to get me to spit out my drink. Yeah. No. He 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 is a funny dude. Um. Uh, and yeah, no, the two of them, especially like like the whole thing, like when he's cursed and like he's like doesn't realize that he's like you know, and they, oh my god, where am I? Uh, you're in London. Damn it, I wanted to come here so badly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was the uh, that sequence is heartbreaking when she yeah. steps through the flames. That... Uh, heart heartbreaking and also again like annoying and kind of lazy it's to me. Infuriating. What? Yeah, because like. I, I was on board, even though you knew where it was going, I was on board with the whole lead up to it where it was, oh, I just want to listen. Um, and had his speech been different, mm. I could understand how their then their differences at that point like ends up with her like, well, I'm going to do it for us, even if you don't agree with me right now. Uh, except for the whole part where he pretty explicitly laid out that humans would be kept as pack animals. Yeah. Um, like if, if the speech had gone differently where he didn't so explicitly say like you, they'll be the same as like horses for us. <laughs> I could totally understand how that whole thing then foments them having this disagreement. But I feel like at that point, like the illusion should have probably dropped for her. Like, uh, Oh, Oh, this isn't just about freedom and everything. Like it's freedom for us, but I'm not actually going to get to, live with him after this i can keep him as a pet yeah, right you know what i mean like i feel like that's where 
you like you snap your fingers and the illusion's broken and it didn't really work <laughs> out. So kind of irritated me a little bit. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I don't know what. You, why you snapping your fingers triggered the scene in my head? Because you're a sleeper agent. That was really weird. But uh, Flamel, I, I I actually like. There's some cameos and like 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 recognition like Easter egg things that were really good in this. Yeah. That one was probably the best one. I, I actually the, really like that. It totally made sense. The only thing that was better than that was seeing the stone in the safe. That was great. But the what was not great was when he was in the background of the shot. That was terrifying. <laughs> and and the guy freaks. I can't remember his name in the movie. The guy we were just Kowalski? talking about. Kowalski, he freaks out with the same reaction that I had when I saw him, which was, are you a ghost? <laughs> which, the delivery of the line is so funny. And then once I once I realize who it was and it's no longer terrifying, he actually seems like this this sweet million-year-old man. But yeah. it's, it was – I thought that was really cool to bring him in like that. Also, also made me think of Ragnarok. Piss off, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But the – the final that like that final sequence with the ring of fire and then like the fire going up and then like jamming the wand into the ground. I thought the uh, the special like I usually don't call out special effects in movies. Um, I feel like we've reached a point where they're they're just there. It's it's whatever. But I thought that oh, was I'm actually, glad you did because that was actually a note that I had as well. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, very good. I, they, that's another thing, um, kind of an addendum to what we were talking about with with Yates working on these series of movies. Um, the fighting and like big action sequences. Yeah, they they fucking nailed them. Now. Which I think that's what what drove me a little bit crazy about the opening was how the opening was disorienting. But there's a lot of other crazy stuff that happens that wasn't, and I don't know what it was about. It was almost as if they were skipped frames or something. There was something going on in that opening sequence that made me want to hurl. And it was I think did the movie come out? It was in 3D as well. I didn't see it in 3D. No, but I'm wondering if it, it must. It was though, right? Uh, probably because it it felt like that scene was shot specifically for 3D, and maybe that's why. Hmm. And but usually for me, if they're not doing the 3D thing, it doesn't bother me, even if that's like the intention. Like where it's like, oh, I can see how that would be a a 3D thing. Like yeah, well, when you do it and you're watching it in the non 3D version of it, it is there are things that are forced which are not natural, and the unnatural movement of things is what threw me off and I think was what turned my stomach. Were you watching this in 3D without the 3D glasses? No. no. <laughs> no. If I was doing um, that, I would have turned my head sideways because that helps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, the fight scenes and everything like that, like the first two or three movies never really felt like the magic was that magical. Mm. Like where, like I just, I didn't really feel like I was watching like an actual like school. Like I never felt like it was actually out of school for magic, but then like by the time they got in, even though the fourth one sucks, they did start getting that part of it. Right. Um, from four on the effects were so good that it actually starts feeling like, Oh shit. Yeah. That's what it would look like to watch a bunch of people fucking doing a shit ton of magic. Right. Like all the time, like developing and, that choreography. It was the key. I feel like the choreography and the amount of CGI they're willing to put on. And they've done very, mostly very good CGI. Yeah. Uh, some of the mocap stuff on like uh, magical creatures wasn't very good in the, in when they started adding to that stuff, like in four, five, six. Um, but the actual, like the rest of it, like actual, like people doing spells and like what the results of those spells are um, 
they've been doing great job of. And this one continues to raise the bar from where they've been. Um, that whole sequence at the end was really well done. Yeah, I, I agree. One of the things, the beasts themselves, like I actually, I really enjoy that. Like there's, there's a couple of sequences where we actually, you know, we remember that the, the first part of the title of the movie is fantastic beasts. And they, they put these interesting characters that are, that are so like from your imagination thrown onto the screen. And I think they do a good job of making some really funky creatures. And I, I, that was fun. Those, those are fun. That <laughs> those yeah. are fun to watch. They did take most of a ba- mostly a backseat, which I think in this yeah. case made sense. Yeah, for sure. I they were definitely more of a focal point in the first one. I do I, that little twig dude though that's in his pocket. I yeah. want to be best friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> even even his little niffler too. I really yes. Oh, that thing is hysterical. I I really I loved that it was like it was just a nod to lines in the first one. It picks the lock to get them out of that room. Yeah, and I thought that was really clever. To they didn't they didn't ha- like they didn't like really make that a focal point. They didn't they didn't talk about it again. But if you remember the first movie, you know that that's a thing that they can do really well. Yeah, and I thought that was cool that they just kind well, of also isn't his name pick? Is it? Wasn't that the name of the little bow truckle guy? Might be. I don't I think his, his name. Pick. Adorable little twig creature is what I call him. <laughs> But, uh, and then a little, that, little long-winded. That little that that platypus that loves shiny things is probably my second favorite. That was that was the Niffler. Yeah, that thing. Uh, is, that I love that creature. Yeah, no, that's funny. <laughs> um, with the exception, I guess, of whatever that big cat creature thing. I actually don't remember what that was called because um, I don't think that was something that was in uh, the other two were creatures that came up in like some of the books. So that's okay. why I remember those. I don't, that's like a new thing. It was badass looking. Hysterical the way they got to tame it. Yep. Um, oh, that was amazing. The cat yeah. toy? Yes. Oh. And, um, and the scene, which had been from the trailer, where it's like jumping and it like goes slow motion while it like shakes its mane and like snaps and flashes on screen. Incredibly yeah. well done. Um, yeah. But they definitely had the creatures take a back seat. And I think that was probably the right choice i agree it it felt you would almost think like going into it with the first movie they they were the focal point that was kind of the draw to get you in yeah it was almost as if they were let's see how this goes and decide if we're going to keep making these movies but that's not what they did because they they set it up for sequels right out of the gate but uh not not only that but even before it came out they announced there was going to be at least two more and then announced there would be two more more Wait, how many of them are there? It's going to be five. Oh, shit. Really? Which also sounds exhausting to me. I um, thought this was going to be three because... No, it's going to be five. As three, I actually think that this works as a really good, like, Empire-esque yes, they, ending. Yes. Uh, that's also part of the reason I'm a little upset with the whole, like, the laziness of this. Like, mm. I don't know how they're going to do five and keep my interest. Like, this sets up for a big climactic conclusion with the third movie. Right. Oh, that's weird. That's a shame. Um, yeah, but it's it's whatever you kind of know. It goes with the territory in all of this. It's it is what it is. I I'm will say for, one, one thing that they got right. Movies. What's what that? Oh, I was gonna say I'm I'm all for more movies in the space. I just think that you know, just tighten up, <laughs> tighten, tighten up the story. Yeah, I line. just I guess just because you don't often see an announced five movie yeah. epic, like it's hard to see where it's gonna go. 
Fate of the Beasts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I did appreciate, I do want to give them credit for in this, was I was really fucking confused as to what exactly the Obscurial was in the first movie. Mm. He did a horrendous job explaining it. Yeah, it wasn't I've only great. I've seen the movie one time, but I remember even in the middle of them explaining it, I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. Um, and in this, they cleared it right up. I immediately understood what it was. There's like, they did a, I think they realized, oh, wow, yeah, we fucked that up pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, we should probably explain that again. And they did. And I was like, oh, now I'm on board. I get it. I understand what we're doing now. Okay, continue on. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I definitely, the first time I watched the the first one, I definitely was like, what? <laughs> I think I get it, but what'd you say? And that wasn't, yeah. it, it wasn't a, I couldn't hear you. It was a, you didn't explain it. Great. Yes, that one. But, um, but I got it. And it's fine now. But <laughs> I, I, I had fun. I, I enjoyed myself watching this movie. And I am a little curious, even not just where the story is going to go after this, but doesn't it feel a little bit like Kowalski is kind of becoming a spare part to this story. Like, I don't know what his purpose or role will be in the next movie. His role is going to be to get through to Queenie to get some sort of back door to Grindelwald. I guess so, but that kind of just makes that kind of makes him a plot device more yeah. than a character going right, forward. Which is unfortunate, but yeah. with some of the other issues that you may have had with the writing of this movie that is on par with what's going on. Yeah, no, and that's kind of what I was considering as well, because I realized, like, as this movie was winding down, and, like, he's, like, shell-shocked for obvious reasons, like, he doesn't, like, he can't help. No. There's nothing he can do, so he's gonna be, and, like, he can't, like, just meet up with them on a whim. Like, they have to kind of bring him around, but it's, like, the most inherently unsafe thing for him to do is to be around them, really. Right. Like, well, he should, should go away and forget all about this. Yeah. They they, and um, they 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 could go the route of killing him. I I do think that he's ripe to to die. But actually, I think that probably sets up where it'll be. It's that'll what will be what gets to her finally. Yeah, is he'll die. That makes and she realizes like why am I doing this? Which is just a shame because I love him. <laughs> yeah, but I think they've kind of written themselves into a corner with that. Whereas I don't think that you'll feel the emotional weight of it because you're going to see it coming. Uh, because it's really the only logical conclusion. Yeah, and if he doesn't. If everything ends up happy and go lucky with them, uh, it'll again be more weak writing. Yeah. Um, but I think there was a way to do this where that didn't have to happen. He could still be a, a part, an integral part of it. But I don't think he'll even function. He'll be able to function as comedic relief going forward. First of all, I don't know why he would be comedic going forward. So you're really losing any point of keeping him, which is why I, I ultimately think he'll die. And, and he'll only really have one purpose because he can't do anything to help them other than try and get to her. Yeah, I guess the only the other reason to keep him around is just to keep on screen like that. Like this guy's a wizard Nazi, so like yeah. uh, maybe that's the only other. He's the only other. He's the only human. Yeah. So just to just to keep remembering that. Oh yeah, there's we're yeah, to, we're basically talking like a race thing. Like it's. <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 a frame of reference, right? Because otherwise, you're trying to. He is the way that you anthropomorphize this conflict because otherwise it's becomes very academic yeah where it's like oh we have to save the humans but you don't see the impact on the humans you'll see it the impact on him right so he has to be an avatar for that entire conflict yeah um but again that makes him a plot device not yep. a character yeah i i agree and it's it's actually 
what will end up happening is he's the he will bring the character out by being himself because I think he's a very fun actor. But it's unfortunate that that would be that is probably what's going to happen with him in the next movie. Yeah. But what what can you do? Yeah, we're not, we're no, not in charge. We just watch it. Uh, <laughs> I either way, like I, there there are definitely obviously there's some issues. There's some issues with all movies. I I it was just it's whatever for you 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 kind of enjoyed it it sounds like but not nothing crazy didn't love it whatever well i think i think one thing that this would have actually made like significantly better is this movie's too long you thought so it's too long and too convoluted they needed to convoluted they had to cut like first of all they made it way more overly complicated with some of the we have to go here to go there to find this thing to bring that thing they could have cut some of that crap out and yeah. it would have trimmed up maybe 20 minutes of the movie and it would have made it easier to follow and it would have felt more vital to everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. The oh, movie fair. is basically two and a half hours long. A tight two hours, maybe 2.10, and I, it's fine. Like, it would be fine. And you would have cut through some of the crap. The writing would have been a little bit better mm. by taking this just cut out the excess, like, trim the fat. And kind of made some like a straight line between two points. Yeah. Straighter line between two points. Uh, it definitely would have benefited from that a lot. Um, like I said, some of, I, I did like some of the flashbacks and backstory stuff, setting up all of that, I, uh, especially about Lita and about Albus's uh, histories mm-hmm. um, and about Newt's history. Uh, all that, uh, that stuff was really well done. I wouldn't cut a lot of that stuff out. No. But a lot of the plotting and the this and that, well, uh, like even something that's like a hard pause where it's Albus looking into the mirror of Irizet and remind remembering himself with, with Grindelwald, that's important stuff that yeah. shouldn't go. Uh, but some of the other machinations that go on—it's kind of this, funny. The things that you're talking about are the, are the Fantastic Beasts because they are not actually relevant for any of the movie. Yeah, uh, but even that they kept mercifully short his sequence, like in the case. Yeah, but even though I like the stuff that's going on, it's very inessential. They can cut. They could have cut that, but like, yeah, but it would take away from like that main portion of the title. They could also have cut down on. Um, I you told me her name. I don't remember it again. The other main bland. It's is this. Uh, they it, they could cut down on like it's as trying as to find her. Yeah, because like that that whole thing was just like you know it's just it, it it's a little drawn out and it's. The only reason for it is to is to get the beast in there. While I like the beasts, it's not necessary to the plot. Well, even that the whole ridiculous central like conflict between Newt and Tina was a bad headline. Yeah. And then even when it gets to the point where they're finally gonna get to the heart of it and he's gonna get a chance to explain it, the way they wrote that, it doesn't forget about the fact that that he's autistic and has issues like communicating. They wrote that as just frustrating for frustration's sake. Mm-hmm. Like, where she won't listen. Like, she knows who he is and, and, and what his issues are. If she just stopped for one second and let him speak. Right. I understand she's angry and all of the stuff. They they don't just do it with righteous anger, right? Like, it's like, they draw that whole thing. And we're talking about, like, that, that shortens the movie 30 seconds. But, like, it's like, at that point, I'm just like, come on. Go on. Let's go. Let's go. Like, spit it out so we can have our, like, oh, I was wrong. No, I was wrong. I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's whatever. Um, the, the only other really big thing I wanted to talk to I'll talk about this was we didn't actually talk about Grindelwald and his crimes very much. No. And Johnny Depp. 
Yeah. It is kind of a whole can of worms situation because of who Johnny Depp is. Um, Because it sounds like he's kind of a piece of shit who they probably shouldn't have cast for this role. Yeah. But I... I think we should just acknowledge that on the front end and say, well, they've done it. Let's move on. And since yeah. we're talking about the movie, just talk about him. Sure. I actually thought he did a pretty good job. I know you had an issue with Johnny Mumbles, as you were calling him. Yeah. Um, no, aside aside from that, yeah, I agree. I actually, he, he he carried himself in the, and delivered the character in the same vein of, of Voldemort, where like he was a, he's a scary force on screen. and But different than Voldemort because, um, you know, with Voldemort, it's what the power he can give you that that's the seductive ness to hit, like that that gives him a following. With, with psychological, with him, it's how charismatic the character yeah. is. Where it's like he invites you in, like you want to yeah, be a part he, of it. He makes it because he makes you feel special. Like, yep. Like when he gives you your attention, you feel like you're put on a spotlight, uh, and like you, it's, it's creepy. It is. He he executed that really well um probably too well even <laughs> yeah um but um and I, I and i think they did a really good job between his look um which has particular connotations um and evokes certain imagery <laughs> and the way that he what his following is his pression for what's going on today and has gone on throughout history um it's the the dark side of the force the dark arts in in harry potter stuff like that has always been a very obvious um, tie to fascism in our world, especially right. in the last hundred years of the world. Um, and never more than here has it been clear that that's what they're going for. Um, and they did a good job of representing it and they've done a good job of, it doesn't just sound like exactly the way of something like star Wars, where they took their take on it, which was more true to Nazism in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, it actually does a, a better job of even evoking what's going on today and with obviously callbacks to what was going on then, which makes the juxtaposition of him pointing out that we have to stop world war two and the atom bomb really uncomfortable to me <laughs> that his implication that my fascism will be really good to stop the fascism that'll kill millions of Jews and other people. Right. I, don't know how you do that in a movie. <laughs> I was a little uncomfortable with that. <laughs> like, so what you're telling me is my only choice is either I can have fascism or I can have magical fascism. Right. Which one is it? Like, do I get like, it's a worse version of the South Park episode, like turd sandwich versus giant douche. <laughs> one of those magic. <laughs> Yeah, that's because it was giant douche or magical turd sandwich. I I, I don't like. What are we doing here, guys? <laughs> like, pick literally any other reason for him to come up with a weak, like twisted, fraught, like vision of a future of like this is what we have to stop. Yeah, like it's not good. <laughs> it's not. It's not good, guys. <laughs> it's very not good. What they did. Um. Yeah, I don't know what to do with it. I, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> oh my god! All right, what? And do you have any other clues? Obviously, here? you don't know what to do with it either. I, I you're don't gonna end know. The show I'm now. just leaving it there. I'm just gonna let it sit there and simmer. I <laughs> I don't know. What to, I don't know what to do with it. I agree. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, I guess that's something is 
you you have seen the same issue that I have seen, yes. and I'm equally confused with how to handle it. <laughs> These are bad things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a that's a way to end this. <laughs> I guess we'll go. We'll circle back around to the other point in that he did a really good job of playing a Nazi. Yeah, no, exactly. exactly. I was totally convinced that he was a Nazi. A mumbling Nazi. <laughs> Psycho eyes, Jesus! That's oh yeah, kind of I, I I don't remember if that was a thing that they described in the books or not. Uh, the eyes were very off-putting, which made him his ability to draw people to him yep. all the more impressive. What is happening inside your face? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, at any rate, I had fun with it. I I know it's not the best, but I I enjoyed it. I was a little disappointed. I had higher expectations. That's fair. After having very little expectations for the first one. I'm, so I don't really know why. But I guess because that one exceeded my expectations. Hmm. I don't know. I am curious to see where it goes. I'm 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 looking forward to a third one. I was looking forward to it more when I thought that it was a finale. Uh, well, but the, the, the thing is, this would be a really bad closing to this story. Yeah. Well, I know it's not the end. This was... But like something like Empire Strikes Back stands alone as oh like as it could have yeah i understand that is a much better standalone story than this one right that that's that's fair this is a this is a middle piece this is this is the second a, act. a middle piece that's entirely dependent on its first and third acts it, but it itself is the second act of a story it's not yeah. no that's what i'm saying like it it cannot stand on its yeah, own that's fair without the other ones like whereas a lot of other middle acts of a three-part story stand alone. Right. Like uh, they're very obvious. Like some stuff you need stuff going into it to to know. You, you see, it's going to lead to more story. But as its own movie stands alone pretty well. This That's was more fair. like an episode of a, of a season of a television show. That's fair. That's fair. Borderline AMC shit, but that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, before we go, I do want to plug a new podcast from our friends. Uh, you've met Damien before. Damien has been on the show, but Damien oh, Galarza and Will Murray have started General Tech. Uh, if you are nerds like us, I think you should give it a listen. It's a lot of fun. Um, talk about general computer musings, video games, all sorts of fun stuff like that. And uh, I don't know how often they'll be dropping episodes, but their first one is live now, and you should go check it out. That's it for this week's episode of Flicks and the Six. Thanks for joining us. We will be back next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. And I'm Anthony Costanzo. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Al Bielsi. I had to do that to him. You're, you are the worst. <laughs>